This movie has slimy producers trying to exploit the success of the first one written all over it. Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, the Mission Impossible. What's uh, what's Emilio Estevez's character's name? Fuck you. His name no, is no, Fuck You, Dave. That's, that's what his fucking name Not is. Not even memorable enough for you to remember what they call. Honestly, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I, I can't help that Woody wrote Andy a note in Toy Story 3. If I got a note that said, hey, Jeff, and it turned out that it was, that, that is literally the premise for Chucky. Everybody drank. Oh, what? Oh, what? what? How did that happen already? All right. Happy 9 a.m. Oh my god. I didn't know that was in the roll yet. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Hey We're there, live. film fans. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, let's do it. Go, Jeff. Okay. Go, Jeff. Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies both new and old with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right, and to avoid any lazy negativity, we are making this a drinking game. It always was. Drinking game. <laughs> any negative comment about a film is absolutely allowed, of course, but it will be called out and shamed. You will hear this incredible sound. <laughs> That means you said something negative or stupid or unkind or ungrateful. And that means that you have to drink. And for all our people watching uh, watching this live, <laughs> you'll see us drink. So yes. you'll be able to hold us account. We're and we really hope doing this. that you are at home hoping no super spreader is ringing your doorbell. And we <laughs> hope that as soon as you hear that sound, you jump up, you realize, no, it's not a virus at your front door. And you take a drink with us. Moving on. I can't follow that. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Pour yourselves a glass. Give it up for the films we love to watch at Halloween, and maybe a film that needs some love. We'll decide uh, who the fuck are these guys. Yeah, who the who fuck are, are these guys? guys? How did you sneak on to our podcast, yeah. you, you bastards? Guys, we we thought Which for guys? a special event we'd do a, invite a couple of guests on. So uh, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan down the bottom there. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan's coming in guys. from uh, Ryan's coming in from Japan. As you can tell, he sounds Japanese. Yes, by by way of Australia. <laughs> Just to clarify, it is no longer Halloween in Japan. Ryan no, is a it's... fucking trooper. He is up yeah. in the early morning it's hours like 9 drinking with us and talking about horror movies. Yeah, okay. drinking Japanese strong beer and then... Yeah, getting ready for the morning and the day. After this is going to be just a wonderful train wreck of a day. <laughs> I'm thinking I'll just go caroling now. around the streets of uh, Tokyo and, oh, and just get God, the Christmas. No, take video. No take video. Required. Um, <laughs> just do you want to, anything you want to tell us about yourself before we uh, move on to Marcus? Sure, sure. Uh, well, uh, Dave and I have known each other what twenty years. Yeah, uh, we worked like uh, in theme parks back in Australia and uh, made a couple films together, which I hear is a one's going to be redeemed pretty soon. <laughs> I really hope Ooh. not, because that is that, that, that's, that was yeah, some like, that was some early work. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, someone <laughs> listened to our podcast last week. Thank you so much, Ryan. Uh, yeah. No, I just I skipped to the parts where you're talking about this week, so I could hear that's my right. name. Yeah. You control F the podcast. That's right. For sure, it's all about for you, sure. Ryan. It's all about you. If you. When you see that one Japanese listener, that's me, guys. Uh, so I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm that's okay. Yeah, behind, actually, but, quick know. shout out to the eight guys in Lithuania who are listening to us. Woo. Hopefully yeah, live. Lithuania, so it's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else? 
Uh, well, yeah, no, I, uh, as I said, I work in theme parks. I mm -hmm. uh, uh, produce and direct and write uh, entertainment, uh, live entertainment, and occasionally like to get into the filming side of things, but I, I, I'm not as dedicated as uh, I think the three of you guys are. Um, but big fan of the show. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm dedicated enough to be drinking at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. So, yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. This man. is true Thank love. Thank you so much, dude. All right. Glad and, down the bottom there on the right, we've got uh, Marcus standing by, chomping at the bit. He's ready. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, you you actually, oh, yeah. uh, this is a this is a big day for you. You dropped a trailer at midnight last night, didn't you? Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. Mm, yes, yeah. we did. Yes, The Dark Offerings. We uh, we dropped it, which is our a film that we shot during quarantine, which mm -hmm. you helped on, Mr. Dave. Yes, uh, yes I was did. there. And, that was fun. You're also, and you're also doing post on it. So, yeah, um, we shot it completely in quarantine during the pandemic when it broke out. And this is the first time anyone's actually seen any footage of it. With so, And we also revealed our secret horror icon, Mr. David Howard Thornton from Terrifier. The Sweet. Art the Clown himself. Mm. So, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> People got excited about you, that. You had an article in a in a film magazine recently, right? Yeah, oh, yes. Fangoria. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Fangoria magazine, which the is like film a magazine of dreams. film magazines, yes. Exactly. It's like a dream come true for all that, you know. Um, yeah, no, we, we have a full article in there for in the COVID cinema section. Uh, Michael Gingold wrote us up, so which was really awesome. Congrats, cool. man. That's fucking Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's amazing. All right, well, just a, movies. Just, just a, yeah, just movies. Uh, just a quick thing to quote, to quote a uh, screen movie. Um, do you have a favorite scary movie, Ryan? Oh geez, uh, my favorite is yeah, The Shining. Yeah, the Shining, for sure. That's yeah, a good yeah. choice. It's a good choice, Marcus. Thank you, John. Oh, Evil Dead too. Hands Evil down. Dead too. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> is this? Oh wait, just to clarify, is this our favorite scary movie, or is this the thing that fucked us up? No, no, no. This stuff. This is their okay. favorite scary movie. So, well, yeah, what we're gonna talk about <laughs> okay. just amongst ourselves quickly is what because it is Halloween, and we're doing all horror films tonight. So, what horror film did you see? that fucked you up for life what fucked you up for life guys john um probably anything david lynch has ever made uh which i know he's not like traditional horror but he gives me nightmares um inland empire disturbed me quite a bit i still have trouble thinking about rabbits so that fucked me up but if i'm going to be honest the thing that hit me as a child was Event Horizon, dude. I saw that when I was a kid, and oh. that movie scared the shit out of me, dude. I've seen it since then, <laughs> and, you know, it lost some of its power as I got older, but that movie fucked me up when I was a kid. I've, I should I've not seen have that, been allowed in that movie, I've too. seen that, like, eight times, and I can't tell you how it bloody ends. <laughs> like, like <laughs> what his fucking head? When he's like, it's yeah. me, you know, and it's just like, when she, right before she wakes up, and he's like, oh, it's terrifying. Anyway, Event yeah. Horizon, that's Jeff? me. Jeff? Um, I got, this is true, I had nightmares a lot when I was younger. Um, Movies were just so real to me, man, you know? Oh, sure, um, sure, yeah. I'm trying to think of what the first one was. It, it was probably... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the first one was definitely uh, Ursula, the, the mean, scary witch, for sure. And No, um, I would say um, I saw Jurassic Park at a latchkey in YMCA when it was dark nice. and my parents were, were coming to pick me up, and that definitely messed me up. The guy... With the, with the the guy with the dinosaur looking at him when he's on the loo. Oh yeah, gets blown over for sure. Um, Shining fucked me up. I, I the one that I, that really sticks out though is the the creaky knee brace from Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. I believe Ooh. when I was young, just that just that sound effect of that creak and you never knew which at which side it was coming from. That was definitely something that at night I would hear a creak. 
Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll also <laughs> shout out this. I'll also shout out the Sixth Sense. Really made it hard to pee as a child at night. It really did. Cool. Like if oh, you had yeah. to get up to pee, it literally was like. Also, Jeff's Jeff's look aside. Uh, yeah, Jeff's side look there. I should warn everyone: if if you do die during this podcast, we are going to just keep going. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, we're here. So yes, yeah, so, yeah, somebody yeah. somebody on Facebook just dial nine one one or something or whatever the number is in Japan. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Nine nine nine. We actually need you. We need yeah. you all. So uh, yeah, my mine was uh, mine was a film called Demons. Um, Love Demons. Yeah, it was uh, it was it fucked me up big time. It, I can't even tell you why. It was it was something about the makeup. It was something about the the, the performances. It just like it, I saw it way too young. As well, so it just it <laughs> fucked me up. So Ryan, nice, dude. Uh, yeah, I, so I I loved horror films as a kid. So I used to, to go on a little story. I used to stay at my grandparents every like Friday night, and in Australia at midnight on Friday nights, they used to play like uh, totally out of order, but uh, the Friday the Thirteenth films and uh, Freddy and the Halloween <laughs> films. So I got super obsessed. But actually, the the thing that fucked me up as a kid was was not a film. It was War of the Worlds by the the Jeff Wayne. Uh, the the musical or oh, the, yeah I remember that record yeah. man that used to give me nightmares I used to I used to stay up till like four a.m. and listen to that and it used to fuck me up um so That's I rediscovered awesome. that recently but another one that I saw too young was Return to Oz that just sticks out <laughs> as a film that just psychologically just messed with me so yeah nice uh, dude yeah there you go <laughs> hell yeah sweet Margus what fucked you up for uh, life oh, oh many things um. But uh, one of them, one, uh, <laughs> uh, but one of them was definitely Salem's Lot. Um, that fucking kid tapping on the window. Oh um, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that messed me up, and I will never forget. That's my a fucking parents... terrifying image. Oh yeah, the movie oh, yeah. one right with with Christopher Walken. They've made like two or three TV versions. You talking about the the two the movie with Christopher Walken? No, no, no. I'm talking about the one with um with Jeffrey Lewis and um... Jeffrey Lewis. Yeah, excuse yeah. me. I was thinking of yeah, Deb, yeah, yeah. 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 Just yeah. confuse so, Jeffrey Lewis with Christopher movie. Walken. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, fucking Stephen King is Chris Walken and Dave. Dead Zone. He sees the future. Dead Zone. Thank you. Dead Zone. Yeah. Dead you. Sorry. Zone. No. But Salem's Lot did it. That window thing. Um, yeah. Ghostbusters 2 with the train sequence. Um, that messed me up as a kid. I, I was not a horror fan as a kid. Um, and then most of all uh, was not. I didn't even watch the film. It was a friggin' trailer for child's play too i saw it on tv oh. i was so petrified and my father thought it would be a very funny joke to get like a doll put it in my closet while i slept and we had a karaoke machine and when he heard me wake up he was outside the door with like the thing he just goes i'm gonna get you you little bastard and, and i screamed i had to sleep with both dogs for like most of my childhood because of that oh. so, yeah wow Dude, fuck yeah any one of us who had the my buddy doll or does anybody remember that fuck i do doll? it's like the chucky <laughs> doll dude like what the hell <laughs> they knew exactly what they were doing and yeah. its eyes would like open when it like laid its head back terrifying yeah my buddy and me all right so uh i guess uh Maybe we've got to know each other. It's time to move on to the. Uh, we got some movies to talk about. We got some movies. Let's talk to talk about, about movies. Yeah, we, tonight. Yeah. Tonight That's we're doing. That's why we're here. Uh, yeah, we have to watch movies. Okay. Yeah, I hope you watch the movies. Otherwise, you're going to be faking this for about two hours. <laughs> so we have people on here. We are just, doing, and also just to just to preface 
You can comment in the chat, by the way. So anybody oh, yeah. wants to comment, we're watching this live too. So if you guys want to give us some love, if you're watching it on your TV, because you have a smart TV, or if you're watching it, you can type it in. You can heckle us. That's totally fair play. You will get buzzed. Yes. Uh, shout out to <laughs> you. Uh, feel free to interact. Uh, Shout out to Barossa and um, uh, uh, Dasein as well. If we, are we doing that? No. We, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan, throw into the shout outs. Go, John. Sure. Gotcha. <laughs> it has nothing to do with me, but <laughs> Yeah. Is there a way for us to see who's watching like, the, like you could on an Instagram live? Do you know? Does anybody uh, know? Nope. I don't know. I don't know. No. If I know this does is the that. first time we've done this. Like we might not even we might not even be live for all I know. No, we're live. We're live because I really <laughs> thought I X'd it out. I went silent for five minutes because I thought I X'd the whole thing out. I uh, thought Dave ran it, but I with my admin status just came in and just Godzilla that shit, and that's not true. Uh, we're good. We're still live. <laughs> Eric just popped up uh, online here. He was taken to see the there Exorcist. He is. Eric, what's very, up, Roush? He's taken to see a, a, the Exorcist as a very young boy at the drive-in. What yeah. the fuck Ooh. is wrong with parents? Yeah, why would do you that. do yeah, yeah, yeah. that? I would totally do that if I had kids, dude. You know you would too. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. Like, Eric, your parents. I would want to say it, but right, like, when the day that I have kids, three years old, they're watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yes! <laughs> the sound effects. Shout out to the sound effects department. You know they were oh. nominated for shit, and you know that they, they, they know what they did. Oh, Freaking God. Knees. Yeah, they traumatized half a nation. Great, great. Anybody who's in the woods is just waiting for that. <laughs> Jeff, what the fuck are we talking about tonight, dude? Catch oh my gosh, are you really gonna make me introduce all four of these movies? Really? Yeah, you're I so, wrote it down. You're so, so good at it, dude. I mean, you're so okay. First things first, we were deciding which movies to talk about for Halloween. We talked about doing maybe bracket style, but we didn't want to change our format too much, all right? So we are going to do a deep dive on four films, <laughs> We didn't right? want to change our format too much, but we did an entire fucking live broadcast. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's right. <laughs> we only wanted to go live. Oh, we John, behave yourself. are talking about, first, the debut of future film star Johnny Depp in A Nightmare on Elm Street. And don't worry, everybody. Johnny Depp got better. <laughs> yeah. That is right. This is his uh, feature film debut. He's 21 years old. But anyway, this is Wes Craven's basically third big hit film. Fourth? As we know better than me. He'd already done House on the Last and The Hills Have Eyes. Um, were his big ones, but here he is in his 40s, traumatizing high schoolers with A Nightmare on Elm Street. That is first. Second, we are going to be talking about Candyman. Candyman. Second, yeah. no, second, neon. second, we're going to do Neon Maniacs. All right, Neon Maniacs. Marcus, yeah. tell us about Maniacs. tell us about Neon. Marcus brought Neon Maniacs to the party. Tell us about Neon Maniacs. But just before you do, <laughs> a couple more people have weighed in on the uh, horrible parents category. Uh, David, David here says I was an adult and it was the movie Alien. That's fair. Oh. That, that's yeah, fair. well done. And uh, Atif Salim has uh, popped in and said it was the cover of It in the video store. Oh, Ooh. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, 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 I'll get you. Yeah, Georgie. I mean, it's a clown. It's, it's going to get everyone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Right. Thanks. Keep it coming. Yeah, please weigh in. So, Marcus, Marcus, tell us about Neon Maniacs. Neon Maniacs. So Neon Maniacs is a uh, Halloween tradition for me ever since I found it randomly in a uh, Best Buy way back home. And every year I watch it. And it's one of those films that really doesn't make too much sense. And it's because the production got shut down halfway through because they ran out of money. 
and then they try to shoot an ending and then he never did. But it's basically about these maniacs, slasher creature things that live under the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco that come out at night when cards are put out and fishermen are going fishing underneath the bridge for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's all we the need whole to story. That's all we need. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll come back, we'll come back to it. Line. We'll come back yeah. to it later. <laughs> Yeah. It's not confusing yeah. already. Uh, yeah. th- then, we, then we're going on to uh, the movie that was Candyman. my number two for fucking me up Candyman. for life as a, as a kid. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, Candyman. Yeah. The original, because they unfortunately haven't got around to releasing the remake yet. But it, it's exciting. The, the, the new one looks pretty exciting. It, it does. It does. Yeah. yeah. Coming out 2021. Yeah. I, I, and I mean, Tony, Tony I Todd's supposedly in it. I, I just found this out last night. That's great. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, just get him to do the voiceover. I could listen to that guy all day. Yeah, man, that's like yeah. Shakespeare. And then oh, we're totally. gonna, then we're gonna finish it up with uh, sorry, Jeff, I stole your segment. Uh, we're, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna finish. Yeah. It. Can you introduce <laughs> all four? Yeah. Fuck it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, you want to do the last one? You want to do the last one? Okay, everybody, we always do our redemption <laughs> of the week, which is, was it really that bad? Now, it's so great that I get to talk to you guys eye to eye here because here's the thing. This is a drinking game, right? So we, anytime we say something negative about a film, we have to drink. Well, we save our redemption film for the end because ideally we will have been drinking a lot over the course of an hour. If you've ever listened to our podcast, you are definitely aware that we have no idea what we're saying by the end of this podcast. So half of the episodes, we don't we don't know how to wrap it up. We I, I can't remember what we're doing next week. I can't remember so what today regrettable. is or yesterday. <laughs> Texting so each great. other the next day. We're it's like, really oh my fun. God, yeah. should we so cut this? <laughs> we, we are hoping and yet not expecting that everybody stays put for the entire time tune in in about an hour <laughs> when we start getting loopy and we talk about jason x why is it x Woo. because it's 10 yeah x it's for the, 10 the 10th jason film x. in the in the in the oh it's the 10th film in the franchise yeah <laughs> it's the 10th film in the franchise it's a tight hour and a half and it is i shit you not jason in space in the future yes <laughs> it jason Voorhees yeah. is in space in the future <sighs> Who mm-hmm. is he terrorizing in the future? You You'll find have out. to yeah. listen to you us will to find out. out. It All is right. so Jesus. great. The hockey mask Shocking is there, Christ, people. Dude. We'll see you. Was it really that bad? I don't know. You have to tune in to find out. But All first, right. we have to talk about A Nightmare on Elm Street, unless right. anybody has anything they want to get off their chest before we dive into this. Nope. Uh, I think we so should do if, it, dude. If anyone's, uh, if anyone's not familiar with A Nightmare on Elm Street, just uh, have a look at this. The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? We just see cuts happen. What did that, Lieutenant? I don't know. Peter! The coroner got to say. He's in the jaw and puking since he saw it. They're gonna kill me for sure. Did you do it? There was somebody else there. He was locked in a room with a girl who went in alive and came out in a rubber bag. No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next. Nancy, there's something wrong with you. You're imagining things. Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you believe in the boogeyman? No. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. No! 
she's the only one who can stop it. If she fails... I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. No one will survive. Craven, director of The Hills Have Eyes, and Last House on the Left, a new masterpiece in fantasy terror, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Yes. Wow. Woo! Woo! There we are. We... Are we live? Are we, is our audio on? Are we, this is happening. It's <laughs> oh really funny. My wife just logged in and she she's like, God damn it, I tried to tune in the podcast and you played that trailer. Yeah. <laughs> she's trolling us. She, oh, Therese no, she, troll us. She she hates hates Nightmare on Elm Street. She she saw it, she saw it as a as a kid, uh, and she like apparently watched it through like pieces of her grandmother's like blanket. Like it was Aww. yeah, it messed, yeah. It messed up. Like I put this movie on, and yeah. literally the first thing she said was, "No, bed is safe. Fuck him," and left the room and doesn't come back. That's that's. that's, that's like, <laughs> and he's um, in the zeitgeist. Do All it, right, Jeff. so Nightmare on Elm Street, people. The monstrous spirit of a slain child murderer seeks revenge by invading the dreams of teenagers whose parents were responsible for his untimely death. Written and directed by Wes Craven, co-starring our friend John Saxon from Enter the Dragon. John Saxon and everything else in the universe. He's got like 197 acting credits. Dude. I don't know that yeah. off the top of my head. I made a note, but yeah. <laughs> Black Christmas. Yeah, we do, we do not fact check here. <laughs> and then, of course, this is the story. This is the origin story of Freddy Krueger. Um, yada, yada, yada. Johnny Depp's first movie. Okay, what else to say about this? I made I made uh, Chloe I made Chloe watch this, and here's what she said. Oh, how'd that this go? Is, this is one of, one of two Chloe quotes from the night. I love it. Yes, you. that's what I'd do. If someone was coming for me, I'd grab my crucifix. <laughs> Well, I mean that's appropriate um, for this and Neon Maniacs really yeah and then, um, she says at the end he doesn't look that upset that his wife is gone that is a knock on John Saxon's John Saxon's acting ability I mean, so for that Chloe gets a buzz he walks out he walks that, out Chloe. of that room so quickly as soon as she's like I'll be down in a second he's she's like, like okay I'm just he basically <laughs> says okay honey I'm glad you're safe and then it's like but she mom's gone yeah. okay wait hold on no, 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 no. Whoa, no alimony ourselves. yeah she kind of waves though she's like oh, we need to yeah. give context our, our, our humble followers here may have not just watched this last night like <laughs> us Let's just say it opens with a really good welding lesson, right? It teaches you how to make blades for your hands. So anybody who wants to be Wolverine and, and doesn't have it built into your anatomy with the healing powers, just watch the opening to Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and then it's like, it turns it's out- like those, It's like those epoxy resin videos that you see on Facebook at 3 a.m. in the morning. You're like, oh, I'm gonna make and- glove. <laughs> and you and you wonder like how has YouTube kept this up? And it's like, have you ever wanted your fingers to be knives? Oh, here you go. In ten po- ten minutes and eight seconds. But, but wait, anyway, there's more. No, fuck. We already gave you the knives. Yeah. That's it. Freddy <laughs> Krueger. The, the best part about this is that I forgot the title and I I didn't watch the I, I didn't read the description before I watched it. So I opened this and I was like, why is a girl running around in her nightdress in a in a, a a boiler room? Why is this happening? Why is she? I actually thought it was an electrical plant. I was like, why is she in an electrical plant at midnight in a nightdress? And of course, I'm like, 
oh, it's a nightmare, of course. So it is cool. It's coming. This is 1984. So I would say, and you guys would know better than me, this is like prime slash the early middle of, of prime for this weird era of horror films where the sound effects can be unrealistic and the visuals mm -hmm. can be wild, but it's okay. Like your, your fantasy goes there and it doesn't have to be picture perfect. Someone, it can very obviously be the camera just upside down that they flip yeah. <laughs> and the blood splatters on the ceiling and somehow gravity on the ceiling keeps that liquid really stay in the ceiling. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the <laughs> but, 80s, the 80s and 90s took some liberties with uh, with that sort of thing. And you really, but it's great really because love it's, it for it. It's yeah, sloppy and it's messy and that's great. Because nowadays you look at something that's polished and you're like, that shit doesn't check out. But when you watch this movie, you're like, fair play. Go get them. Go get them, Wes. <laughs> anyway, I've talked long enough. Who should we go to first? Should we go to one of our special guests first? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, I guess, I, well, this was, yeah, John let's always asks first. his question. Let's announce first that this was our pick. So we basically, for anyone who's listening, we let Ryan and Marcus each pick one for our serious talk about something we think is kick-ass. Uh, Marcus picked Neon Maniacs, Ryan picked Candyman, and then Jeff and Dave and I picked A Nightmare on Elm Street. So oh, cool. why yeah. did we why did we pick that, you guys? I mean, yeah. is it just like because the I most classic Halloween. horror movie ever? Or I do mean, we all love I, this? I or? think it's, like, it's, it's a great film, and also a lot of people know it it's it's well made it's you know Wes yeah. Craven really was a master of his art like mm -hmm. he has so many fantastic horror films that came out um but it's like not just that it's like Robert England took this and fucking ran with it and mm -hmm. made a franchise a tv show uh you know quotes galore memes you name it uh he yeah. he's still making cameo appearances he was on the Goldbergs a couple of years ago for a Halloween episode as Freddy Krueger like he it's just it's now just famous and it's a cult following but uh -oh. it's also made millions and millions of dollars this is like this turned new line around they were going bankrupt until this dropped and earned three times i think what it uh what its budget was in its opening weekend and wow. so they started referring to new line as the house that freddie built wow oh dude i didn't know that that's cool so yeah it's a, it's I mean, it's a classic, and it's also well-made, and it, it kind of, like... Okay, some of the effects are a little dated now, but it really just... It holds up. <laughs> there is yeah, a disparity also... on the on the effects in this film. There are some <laughs> that are just absolutely brilliant, and some, like, shots that you're like, how did they do that uh, in the 80s? And then there are shots like, mom at the end going through the... the, the but <laughs> 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 you're like... Or, or even just mom going into the bed and giving the little... The towels from the crypt wave to dad. Uh, no more. <laughs> um, I, yeah. do, I do want to go back a little bit. It, so I must have missed this, but was John? I, I thought that John Saxon and um, the mum were divorced because yeah. he's clearly never home. Is it, yeah, I thought they were separated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I thought. That's why I was okay with his oh, acting okay. when he's like, "See you, bitch." <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, there's a deleted scene where the, <laughs> the cop actually goes inside the house where Johnny Depp's just been like turned into liquid form and says, Oh, your daughter wants you across the street. And he's, he's like, don't tell her I'm here. And the cop literally says, 
she just saw you come in. I'm like, gee, I wonder why they deleted that scene. Yeah. 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 So, okay, somebody I'll wrote a continuity that. error into the film. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, this is one of those movies though, right? They're like, growing up in the video store generation, when you were a kid and you walk into like the horror section and you look at, you're looking yeah. at all the covers of the videos, like Freddy was in my mind in my zeitgeist before I ever saw these movies, mm-hmm. you know, and then you, maybe you saw some like TV cut versions of these when you were growing up, but it's a, this is, I think a perfect example of Jeff, what you were saying, like the eighties, especially when we get into these thrasher kind of campy horror movies that just exploded with success. This might be one of the quintessential examples of when you go back and watch the originals and you kind of understand like, why did it blow up the way it did? This is a perfect example of why something like this could yeah. blow up. It has legs. They obviously created a character and an ending to this movie where like, okay, we're going to have Freddy with us for quite a while. But it's also enjoyable to watch. It's mm. not only campy. It's not only uh, has elements of like cheese in there. And it's not only terrifying either. Like this is, it's, it, was, it was as much fun to watch now as I bet people have when they first saw it. And I know Wes Craven was still kind of <clears throat> not finding his footing. He was already very successful, but yeah. he was probably sitting on the throne already as the king as the king of horror at this time. But I mean, this Yeah. I think this changed the game for what people thought they were going to be able to get away with in terms of creating a franchise I mean, wasn't, of horror. Wasn't Last House on the Left that he directed uh hailed as having one of the most morally bankrupt scenes ever put on film? Yeah. Yeah, the, the well. critics so, fucking yeah. destroyed it. Yeah. And that was 72. And then Hill, so Hills Have Eyes was 77, just giving you a little bit of him. This wasn't until 1984. So like mm. he had been on the map for a while. So like all these fucking teenage kids Every, I mean, I remember. I remember when Scream came out. We all felt the same fucking way when that came out. Like, exactly. we just could I mean, not that wait opening to go scene, see. freak. Yeah, we fucked, that, it fucked just, everybody out. That opening scene. So you just could not wait to go see what the like. You felt there's something about going to see horror movies, especially when people actually went to go see movies. You know, and and we still, I think people still do that with horror movies, where you kind of want to be a part of a group of people that is going to watch Depravity. You want to see something yeah. gross. You want to see something fucked up, and you want to feel fucked up with everybody else. And hopefully, you'll be able to laugh about it as well. And I think this movie does all of that just perfectly. Hell yeah! You know what else they do too, which is great, is is in all of these horror movies. I watched Halloween a couple weeks ago, and then all the other movies we watched. They put really attractive people in this movie, and for some reason, it just makes you. <laughs> yeah. It makes it totally okay for like shit to happen to them. Um, <laughs> Chloe. <laughs> Chloe. Chloe. I don't know whether to buzz um, that or not. <laughs> Chloe knows Sandy and Grease on Royal Caribbean, so she knows Grease very, very, very well. And very early in this movie, she says, I think this movie is if Kaniki was the lead of Grease and he sexually assaulted Frenchie. Because that was like the first guy to die. It's like very rapey at the beginning. And the guy is so over the top. Also, he tackles the shit out of Johnny Depp in that scene. They're just trying to, in all these horror movies, they always have these fake scares where you think it's the killer. And they (laughs) tackle the shit out of each other. He comes out of a bush. Like if if that happened to me, I, I would think I'm dead. I would think well, I'm, I'm dead. Sorry. I would assume I'm dead. Also, yeah, anyway, it's very it's very rapey. And, and to the the morally corrupt thing that you're talking about, yes. And of course, that guy dies first. So it's one of those things where it's like he he knows whether or not it's okay or not to watch 30, 40 years later. He knows <laughs> no, that Jeff, it was rapey, Jeff, and he knew that he had to die because you couldn't have that guy around for too long. Yeah, but Jeff, I think you're onto something. Marcus, talk to me about 
what he's talking about, dude. You're like a fucking horror connoisseur. Like, what is up with this formula of hot people and sex and violence in these movies? Oh, Does it make Jason it X okay for up. us it's coming up to watch? <laughs> like, do, is it necessary for us to to want to watch these fucking hot people die? Is that the, is that part? There's of not it? a single normal-looking person. They're either the hottest person in the world or like a, a 400-pound <laughs> cop. There's nothing in between. <laughs> in all honesty, like the shortest version answer is that like especially like in the in the 70s and the 80s sex soul you know what i mean you yeah. had to fill your film with beautiful sexy people and i think it was roger corman that said you know if um you don't put nudity in the first 20 minutes of your film because if you do um people will watch the first 20 minutes see see you know the nudity and then they'll leave and get their money back so you got to put it in past the point where they can make the the past the point when they can return it um oh and then you do that but i mean it's also like like i think it's also kind of like if you're instantly attracted to someone you're kind of like rooting for that person because you don't want them to die you know what i mean like and also back mm -hmm. in the 80s especially as a teenager when like you know nudie magazines and all that stuff wasn't as available in a horror film you always kind of were hoping that like someone would take off their clothes or whatever like that so it's so it's like one of those kind of things i mean and especially with 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 russ craven's history with his films yeah. like there was you know, there was always like, oh, anything was on the table. Like you did not know. Like, I mean, Hills Have Eyes is one of those films, you know? And I think right. when it comes down to something like Nightmare on Elm Street, like Nightmare on Elm Street had some beautiful people, but I also think it's, it is, I've always said this, it's the most fucked up concept I've ever heard of in my life. What do your parents tell you? Don't worry, it's fake when you go to sleep, You'll dream beautiful dreams and you'll be fine. This movie's like, <laughs> guess what? No, you won't. Your kids yeah. aren't fucking sleeping because he can kill yeah. you in there. And yeah. if he kills you in there, you're fucking dead. And mommy can't help you. Have fun. Yeah. Enjoy. And like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, like I could, I just picture parents in the eighties being like, fuck you, Wes Craven. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's a terrifying concept. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, we've um, all, we've all fallen off a cliff. Or whatever. Like no one has actually been. I don't know. I've never been chased by Freddy Krueger in my dreams. I but, never uh, watched them all... as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I I was always too Same. afraid because of the concept. And by the time I saw, um, I think I, yeah, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street when I was older. I just loved the film. It creeped me out. But it was part three has always been my favorite of the series. Oh, that's when they started to work a little comedy into it. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. But like, it's also a dream like, warriors. Because he's not, he's yeah, not super part, funny I mean, in this one. Part, he's not super funny. No, he's, part one was more of a serious like horror scare flick. Uh, part, Which is the one that... Part two was just terrible. <laughs> I love part two. Which is the one that ends with him like cutting up the nun and it like pulls back through the walls. Like the camera pulls back. Part five. You see him, that's part that's five. five. Yeah. Yeah, because that's his that like son or something like that. Um, that messed me child. up. It's his son. That's, the that's dream so child. Yeah. <laughs> sure, man. I wore that shirt till it died. I mean, fun, <laughs> fun fact. Uh, also, Robert Robert England only had seven minutes of screen time in this movie. Yeah, he hardly says anything. If you, yeah. if you really you wow. quantify what he says, he, it's just catchphrases in this, and not even the funny ones like. The Wicked Witch of the West, or, you know. Yeah, no, he, I mean, apparently when they were first making it, it was they were almost just going to use a stuntman in the makeup. Mm -hmm. uh, and then once they started working on it, they were like, okay, maybe we need an actor for this. And that's when he, they got England, and it was like the best decision ever. I mean, that first appeared, well, the first one in the boiler room, I guess, but when he's in the neighborhood now, now when her dream's right outside the, the home, yeah, and he's yeah. just like standing there with his, you know, like fucking knife hands or whatever. I mean... 
So now there's yeah, two different, yeah, yeah. you're basically compounding people's fears, which is basically being trapped in what is kind of, in, it's alley-like. Like, there, it feels like there's no escape with just mm -hmm. a, a, a very clear-cut, killer, dangerous person and nightmares. So you have two things layering on top of each other, too. I imagine seeing that first thing where he's just laughing and coming after her and the bloody, and the, not the bloody face, the boils on his face. I imagine that was terrifying to see in the theaters, which is fun. Is mm. it weird, though, that... I, 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 we have to agree all of these movies, but we, we can focus on this one. They're fucking hilarious too. I mean, Freddy, <laughs> yes. Freddy yeah. dives through a front door face first. Like he's sliding into home. He literally fucking <laughs> dives through a, a door. Also, how would you dive through a door? Uh, maybe how would I, yeah. I would go through the window. I would oh, yeah, try sure. to go through yeah, the glass. I mean, that, was, that was a definitely, there's a couple of tight fits in this movie. Yeah. Also, she does the she does a full <laughs> guys guys. She calls her dad John Saxon. First things first, she calls him and says, "You're gonna be there in 20 minutes, right?" And he goes, "Yes, yes," for like five minutes, and then he hangs up the phone and he goes, "There's no fucking way I'm going over there in 20 minutes." <laughs> but, uh, but also, but also, so she has 20 minutes to catch Freddy Krueger in her dream. She does a full Home Alone. Yes. She sets up wire. <laughs> yeah. She sets up the thing, and then she talks to her mom, and then she falls asleep, and she says, "Ugh, I only have ten minutes left." In ten minutes, she does a full yeah. home alone. Ten minutes. The house. That's yeah. amazing. That's funny. That, she's on my that she's on my apocalypse powder. team. She's awesome. I mean, yeah. she's resourceful. That's like, but my favorite shot of the film is because <laughs> I'd forgotten all about the Home Alone part, and I was like, "This is brilliant." She's got shotgun shells, putting it into a light bulb. Yeah, I would where never did she think get, of that. Where this, did this she is get just, the shells? She's military level, like marine level <laughs> trained. Um, <laughs> but she pulls the tripwire, and I was like, "She has to pluck it. It's not a tripwire if she doesn't pluck it." And boom, yep. like a, like a guitar string. <laughs> there it is. Everything, like, everything, everything you Guys, wanted. So <laughs> I. I lost my AirPods today. I was looking for them for 30 minutes and they were in the fucking chair I was sitting in when I realized I lost them. And it took her 10 to set a tripwire. You totally would have died, dude. Yeah, yeah. Frank Freddy, Freddy, Freddy got you. Yeah, I would have said, Dad, get me in 20 minutes. We've just, we just had a music. The music is, yeah, definitely. Underneath that part specifically, the music underneath that part is really. like the Home Alone sound. So basically, yeah. Home Alone just copied a Nightmare on Elm Street. Let's pretty much. Real. Yeah, it's like, let's <laughs> tone it down thing... for kids. It's like, it's like PG Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. One thing here with Nancy setting up the house as like a, a full booby trap, her mum is tanked. She's so drunk at this point. She's just drinking straight vodka. Was this a good idea, Nancy? You, you're putting gunpowder in the and tripwires in the house. Mom, the, the house is just going to blow up, and Freddy's going to be like, "All right, what's the she, next street?" I want to see that her mom in. Yep, Nancy, Nancy, not thinking it through. I get up when I'm when I'm drunk. I get up and walk around the house like you wouldn't believe, bumping into everything. <laughs> That house is gonna that blow. That shot of her mom when she pulls that bottle out, that thing tips <laughs> 180 degrees. I mean, that thing is straight up and down. Dave, Actually, did you we, say we, we did, had no, we just had a yeah, we had a question come through, and I'll, I'll probably throw this to Marcus. Uh, it, it inspired a slew of teen horror films. Did uh, how, what did Nightmare on Elm Street inspire that you can think of? I mean, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street has. I mean, all those slashes really just inspired like a slew of them. You know, from like 19. It was, definitely, like when, it was um, definitely a shared network. Oh yeah, from yeah. we we got thirty five slashers, different slashers from nineteen eighty 1980 to nineteen eighty two, and like the list is ridiculous.
ridiculous. I was watching a video and it just listed them all. And I was Holy like, Holy shit. shit. And wow. it's, it actually, it's actually the reason why Halloween two is so much more gorier um, is because all these other films had come out and all they kept doing was upping the gore and upping the gore and upping the gore. And Nightmare on Elm Street was one of those films that kind of like came out. Everyone went nuts. You know, there's mm. so many different, you know I mean? Like, it just kind of steamrolled all of these films, you know. I feel like, like in, in straight up terms, like in in like mainstream terms, it peaked at Hostel. Like they they ramped it up until they peaked at Hostel, and then it kind of went away. Saw and Hostel kind of capped it out. Everyone was like, "That was too far." Yeah, <laughs> Hostel was definitely too far. That was the limit. That was a lot of blood. That was fucked up. Yeah. Well, Hostel went on for a couple more as well. Yeah, yeah. There's actually there's actually three of those ones, I yeah. think. Yeah, and like. The, the third one had no money, so it was just it's it's interesting. But yeah. it, does it take <laughs> place in like horror a casino? Con- horror con- did you hear that, yeah, ca- the hear that careful wording? That careful wording. It was interesting. Marcus pre-gamed this show, so he's already half tanked. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so from nineteen eighty, Friday the Thirteenth came out in nineteen eighty, right? I believe so. Uh, yes, I believe so. Or nineteen eighty one. Yeah, I think it was okay. one. So was that was that kind of one of the temples of the beginning of this kind of thing you're talking about? I mean, I think Halloween was. I think you know uh, when the Halloween came out. That, okay. Yeah, yeah, seventy eight. Yeah, yeah, that John one kind Carpenter's, of launched everything. Okay. And then once Halloween came out, um, you know, people, you know, people say like a lot of things about like the movie Black Christmas, which also had blood, uh, also had John Saxon in it. And uh, yes. <laughs> fuck, man. Um, never should have pregame this, and I haven't even been buzzed yet. Um, no, no way. <laughs> or, um, but um, really, truly, Halloween was was a film that came out. It didn't really do anything the first weekend, and then word of mouth cat happened, and it doubled it the following weekend, and then the following mm. weekend it doubled that, and it just kept rolling and rolling, and people were just fiending for it. And after that, it was just. We just got an onslaught of slashers that carried all the way through till the end of the eighties. Um and into and then like it died off and then Scream brought it back. Scream like horror was not doing good in the early nineties. Um Scream was the film that kind of came back. It came out and then we got a whole new slew of uh slashers, but it was like you know the uh, the hip slashers. You know the ones where everyone. I know what you did last summer. Exactly, like urban, legend. Yeah. Yeah. urban legend. Um, yeah, you and know remakes, like, yeah. and then the remakes Somebody, started coming somebody right just, after that. Uh, yeah, Eric just brought up uh, Final Destination as well. Final Destination. Final Destination. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a great parallel because it's like it's Good again idea. it's it's a, an enemy would no one say, can see can hunting you down and killing you. Would I you do say love this, those movies. Would you say this second, this big wave that started with, yes, you're right, dude, Scream Tully started. Would you say it's still going on, or do you think it kind of went up through, I don't know, the 2000s? Like, Saw is definitely a part of that. Like, I think that's definitely in that in that world. It probably lasted about a decade. Do you feel like we're still sitting in it right now, or do you feel like we're in kind of a lull with horror? Because I feel like we're seeing, you know, we're seeing people like Ari Aster come out with movies now that are not slashers, but we're, we're calling those horror movies, and we're, we're changing what we think of as horror movies now, I think. I feel well, like people are, they're getting more dramatic. No, totally. And like, and like, one of the things is that like, slashers kind of come and go, and then they come and go, and um, mm-hmm. Saw Saw got like deemed um what the, what, what did they call it a torture torture porn is what they yeah. started calling oh, no, that. Yeah. and uh-huh. then like basically you know all these other films like you know Teresa's uh, yeah the purge like all these films started coming yep. out that were just ultra gory Wolf Creek 
Um, I loved yeah. all these. The but Descent like, got um, fun. It got gory at the end. I guess. Yeah, Descent. oh, oh yeah. Descent's a great movie. Um, Neil Marshall, who also did Dog Soldiers, which is one of the best werewolf movies ever made. Um, yes, it is. And oh god, I can, I just I know, I know that one. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I rewatched that one like a, recently, and it's, it holds up so beautifully. But basically, like I think slashers have kind of, kind of went to the wayside just a little bit um, with like all all the ghost movies, and that's kind of starting to mm. run its course a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we're, we're doing the but, ghost yeah. possession thing at the moment. Yeah, exactly. But that's starting to die down, and slashers mm. are coming back. The last Halloween broke box office records. I mean, there's there's so oh, many yeah, things that yeah. it. it you know, you got like um, you know, in the indie market, you got movies like Terrifier. You've got um, you know um, uh, what uh, they had uh, another slide. They they just made the remake, another remake of Black Christmas. They're remaking mm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre again. I mean, they're remaking everything. There's yeah. talks of another Friday the Thirteenth, but mm-hmm. the rights are still all held up. There's so many great slashers that are starting to come out. And word was is that right now is the time where slashers are going to come back because it's kind of. It's cheap to make. It's fun to make. People, you can get a really cool idea and concept very easily, you know. And like, if you can get decent actors to be in your film for for slashers, you know, they work. Um, they're more of like concept films, a lot of them, you know. Um, and that's kind of what's beautiful. And I'm, I do hope they do come back. I I'm a huge slasher fan, you know. Yeah. Um, I love seventy slashers. And almost everything technically is a slasher. Like, you really want to break it down. They all, most, most horror films, they're... <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's we got, got the, the ghost for like slashers! The ghost for films. Marcus, drink up! You might not Marcus, get buzzed we'll you, talking about horror movies, we'll you, but we're going to we'll give you a second it. to bring it to a close here so we can get back on. You tricked on. me. You tricked me with that. <laughs> <laughs> Finish like, your thought there. What, what were you saying? Um, no, no, but... I now I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, I, I, I do want to hear you. I do want to hear you finish that though. You basically said that it's all kind of slasher movies. Are you saying that, to, in a certain extent, the formula of horror movies kind of requires that that kind of approach? The slasher, like there is a little bit of exploitation of that. The slasher films, like you know, they did that so well. You know, are you saying that all horror movies kind of rely on a little bit of that? Is that kind of what way, you're saying? In a way, yeah, because one of the number one rules, which is deemed by Joe Bob Briggs, the number one rule of any horror film is anybody can die at any time. Um, and if you That's look good. at some of the greatest films, Psycho. Psycho is a perfect example of that slasher, you know, um, type of like, you know, th- your big name actor gets killed off. Scream, same thing. You know, Drew Barrymore being killed off. And I think a little bit of that is in it's in werewolf movies. It's in you know regular vampire movies. It's in a lot of like thrillers where characters you meet come along, then they get killed off. You know, yeah. I mean, it's. That's I crazy. think it's time for Wes to bring it back. To be honest, because I th- I think the remakes of it was sort of exciting everybody, and then I mean, let's be honest, the Nightmare Before, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday Thirteenth remakes just did not cut it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Ryan, um, how dare you? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you take out the best element of a nightmare uh, on Elm Street and uh, Robert England and replace yeah. him with with Rorschach. You know, um, <laughs> it's it's nine forty eight a.m. I was just to remind everybody. I will let you finish your thought. Just remind everybody, we're going to wrap up a Nightmare on Elm Street soon and move on to the next film. So keep going, Ryan. Okay, keep going, yeah. Ryan, but just well, to keep everybody up in pace. 
Yeah, I, I think we we moved into remake territory and it was exciting. And then it just kind of fizzled a little bit. And and for me as well, I was super excited about Rob Zombie kind of taking the lead. When House of Thousand Corpses dropped and Devil's Rejects, I was like on that train. And then what the train just crashed on on his Halloween. <laughs> yeah, his Halloween is not very strong. And and I do want to say though. <laughs> I do want to say just, and maybe this will bring us back and we can wind it up with this to come back to nightmare on Elm street. You're so right. Yeah. Marcus and yes. Ryan about how, like, uh, what did you just say? At any point, anyone can die. Mm-hmm. This movie did it to me again. Cause yeah. fucking Tina. You I think thought you're going to be following. The... Yeah, yeah. I totally right? thought she was going to be the, I had yeah. forgot. Yeah. I hadn't seen this in so long and you're following her story and they pull mm-hmm. a fucking psycho yeah. and she dies quickly. And it's immediately more fun. As soon as she dies, you're yeah. like, yes, they're not afraid to fucking kill people. Yeah. Well, well they killed her in the best way possible too. I yeah. thought that was that. a brutal murder. Br- dude. And a brilliant, really. How did they do that in that, at that time? It was, it was a killer right. scene. Yeah. Um, and also yeah. Johnny, Johnny Depp lasted, down. Johnny Depp lasted way longer. Way than, I, longer than, than yeah, I remember. I, I totally, film, yeah, I yeah. thought he died way sooner. And a good, it was a good tactic too, just from filmmaking and storytelling, to have someone in the room when Tina dies, mm-hmm. unable to do anything yeah. about it, and just screaming at it. Like it just, you had a little bit of a surrogate yeah. there, and oh my god, it was just beautiful. So yeah. that shot still works. That whole thing with it, oh, it's they, they awesome. flipped that room it's upside so down. That's yeah, an yeah. indie Room's film, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that was an indie film. Like that's what's mind blowing about it. It's like. It's indie. They didn't have billions of dollars for that. Yeah. And nobody knew who yeah. she was. They used, and like, and they, used horror that, movies... they used that revolving room twice. Yeah. Horror movies get such a rep, too, for, like, every actor, you know, kind of is like, oh, God, am I, I'm going to have to do a horror movie to, like, get my break? Like, <laughs> maybe. And I, I hope I have tons of fucking fun because these people are giving it 110%. That yeah. woman was going 100 on that fucking ceiling, dude. She was mm. screaming her ass off and you're right it was just a rotating room and I she mean, was going hats, for it hats off to the other effective. guys hats off to the other guy as well who's sitting there acting his ass off in the corner of the frame strapped upside down in a chair to the ceiling yeah yeah i swore that guy was ralph Martin. Tina! Right. he did look like ralph Martin. he, he did, did. Yeah. <laughs> also right. just just one quick so, one quick thing i do when i love i love when they go simple on films yeah. and uh when nancy is trying to bring Freddie out and she jumps on him and then it cuts to her struggling in the bed and the, the trellis and the flowers are still in the shot and mm-hmm. she's, she's flipping and flopping and then they disappear out of the shot because she's knocked them out with the yeah. shoulders and the camera just zooms out and they're gone. And it's yeah, such a that. simple thing, but it's just, it's like, that was the perfect transition. It was a great detail. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you mentioned that. That was, that was mm. sick. It's just cool. one of the simplest moments. filmmaking techniques in the world and it just worked perfectly for this. Indie filmmaking. Yeah. Okay. Also, uh, don't don't yeah. trust your doctors. This doctor. Oh, <laughs> what are dreams? I don't know. If you don't dream, you're dead. We don't know what they are. And that it's was like, the most. Dude, earn your paycheck. Lie your way yeah. through this, dude. dude and that, that guy's Roger exciting. Rabbit. He is. Yeah. Guy's, he's Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah. Um, exactly. Oh, yeah. And yeah. teachers always talk about Shakespeare and horror movies. Okay, great. That's it. Nightmare on Elm Street. Anybody have anything that they just need to say about Nightmare on Elm Street before we move on? And also, I want to shout out to some more of our audience Watch um, responses Watch here before we do. Yeah, but the first one, the first one really is fun. Mm. Sorry, Brian. I I feel like we see way too much of Nancy because she is underage at this point, and and there is like some side boob action. There is some like. (laughs) (laughs) So before when you were saying like beautiful people, I'm like we have to remember these. uh, Hey, hey, Chloe. (laughs) These people are underage. Hi, you're live on the internet. He's getting You're served alive. his usual dinner. This is what always happens, folks. Yeah, this, this is what happens. This is what happens that you don't see. We are live. 
What's up, Chloe? We're live. Wait, Chloe, give your can you give a one sentence review of a nightmare on Elm Street? This is literally the end of the segment. We watched it last That's so night. Good. That's so, I, I so mentioned I mentioned I mentioned your quotes um about Kanicki and Frenchie. And also the, the crucifix. You would grab your crucifix if someone was coming. Yeah, that was weird. Also, I don't really understand the ending at all. Did anybody else understand the ending? The ending was how can we get a sequel, right? Yeah, yeah Freddy's back. Yeah. yeah, that's all. Yeah. That was the ending. Yeah. The ending yeah. was the dream never ended. I think you got it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yay, happy Halloween. Um, amazing. Oh my God, thank you so much to Chloe for my food. Shout out to some of the audience members because we're going to dive into Neon Maniacs as Marcus is going to, you know, set that up. And then after Neon Maniacs, we'll be. Candyman featuring uh, Ryan Wilson. But a couple shout outs here before we get into the trailer and a tiny mm -hmm. little break. We've got Therese Tiki Flores Green here. Hmm. She says, God damn it, I tried to watch you play that trailer. I'm out. So the trailer for Nightmare on Elm Street, as you said, Dave, for sure. sure. Yes. Yeah. Is, is that your um, mom my, in my, uh, Yeah, thank you. Kathy's in here. Yeah, my mom um, said, um, when, when a stranger calls, 1979. I'm still scared. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. We've got uh, my uncle Dave, Dave Knight. The TV show Dark Shadows scared the crap out of me, and my brother oh. loved it. That's my uncle Pete. Yeah, the movie, not so much. Um, and he said he, he yeah. was, oh. but he also alien, also alien to Dave. And he said, and I was an adult, not our yes. um, friend who was was a child. Uh, we shouted out Eric here. Any other ones here that I? I guess that's it for now. Um, yeah, David wants to know: Is Chloe a good cook? Is she a good cook? Um, do, do you want me to go ahead and test this out really quick? <laughs> yeah, test, test it out. Test it out. Uh, we'll, Chloe we'll, uh... and Deanne made this together, and I all I did was open a can of beans, and I split my finger. So literally the one thing I did, I nailed. I, wow. I, I failed. You bled so for since us. It's, is... Since it's Halloween, I don't mind showing a little blood here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Literally nice. the one thing I did, and then I got Definitely cooked for it. Let's see. Is it good? Blood. This is a live I, show, I recommend. Folks. This is pretty damn good. <laughs> recommend? All right, we'll be out. Pretty damn good. Yeah, cool. Friends, okay, let's watch this watch. trailer. We need to pee yeah. and grab a beer. We'll see you in yeah, two minutes. Yeah. You're telling me that these things are inside the Golden Gate Bridge. One. Two. That they only come out at night. That they're responsible for the death of 15 or more kids and three of my police officers. <laughs> Let me ruin your evening, the stranger said to me. Your new lover, my old lover. Come on, Sue, it's play. They think they're going to live well, forever. What, she told me. what are you doing? But they're in for a terrible surprise. Now, there are 12 new reasons Over here! to be afraid of the dark. They're after me. And every one of them is a killer. Introducing, in diabolical order, Axe, Hangman, Doc, Biker, Slash Juice Samurai Mohawk Archer Soldier These are the Neon Maniacs They live 
so others may die. Neon Maniacs. That never was finished. <laughs> oh my God. With nobody of note in it. <laughs> Are we back, Dave? We're back. We're back. Oh, We're fucking shit. back. <laughs> All right, that was the trailer for 1986 Neon Maniacs. Uh, Marcus, what the fuck is this movie? They tell me how you fucking <laughs> got this movie. I had never heard of this movie. Yeah, that's... What secret shit? Yeah, I'm all drunk to that shit. You watch this every year. Holy shit. Every you know the, single you know the, year. You guys remember Never Ending Story? Do you remember that? Remember how he like finds that book and the guy gives it to him? I'm imagining you in Best Buy like finding this copy of Neon Maniacs like hidden somewhere in the back covered in dust. Yep, Your whole life has changed the first night you watched it. Talk to me about this movie. Give us a little context about it first okay. of all. Like what the fuck? Why did it – when, why, how did it get made? Why is it compared to Evil Dead? Tell me everything. Well, what, what? I don't know why, why? compared to Evil Dead. <laughs> was uh, it the original title, like The Evil Dead Monsters? Or something. Oh, something. I found some random piece of trivia. Anyway, go for it. The trivia is very, very spotty about this film because the director is no longer with us, the writer is no longer with us, and most of the crew will not talk about this movie, nor will the cast. Um, yeah, I mean, I looked, I looked on IMDb and I couldn't find Tommy Wiseau anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's I was about to make a Joss Whedon Justice League joke, but <laughs> yeah, so ba- yeah, yeah, well, yeah. basically the producers just didn't pay the crew, and the crew was like, "Fuck you, we're not gonna come back." And then they took like a two month, the three month hiatus. Um, so basically, I used to work at Best Buy, and um, one day they any new horror film at the time I would buy. So Neon Maniacs came out along with another movie called Shockwaves, with one of the most entertaining trailers ever where they just say shockwaves is the most shocking movie it will shock you and they just keep using the word shock wow fucking time. shocking and i yeah, watched that's what happens film. when you go to fiverr for your copywriter <laughs> <laughs> so i basically i i watched this movie and i used to do a horror movie review website and i've seen a lot of shit and this film there's just something magical about it it is not a perfect film at all. It's got a lot of fucking issues. It doesn't even have an ending. They what? they literally, yeah. they literally the Neon Maniacs are in the school dude. attacking everybody, and these two decide to go fucking them in the chemistry <laughs> yes. lab, and then it just ends. Yeah. We left two seconds so ago. Let's bang. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let me give you. Let me give you just just because you kind of told us at the beginning, but just in case everybody's as tipsy as we are right now, let's just go back really fast. Here's the IMDb blurb. A group of teenagers in San Francisco discover a nest of homicidal monsters living in a tower of the Golden Gate Bridge. But when they try to tell authorities, no one believes them. Mm-hmm. So that is yeah. the that is the premise for this movie. And what Marcus is ranting about right now is the fact that <laughs> you think this movie would end with some kind of showdown where the protagonists actually have to deal with the fact that no one believes them. But that doesn't happen. <laughs> It doesn't have an ending. Out of money. Yeah, there are thirty bad. people dead. <laughs> a guy shot up a school, but the police still don't believe him to the bitter end. That that detective Devon, man, oh, he's he, some he's some guy. That guy chewed every bit of scenery he could oh, get yeah. his mouth uh, on, dude. That acting was incredible. Okay, I'll tell that you. Okay. stood no chance. So this this movie <laughs> opens with a fantastic shot of the Golden Gate Bridge, which you know obviously they live under because. As you find out later, they're they're destroyed by water. Um, so naturally, 
they would live <laughs> right there's, on the fucking the bridge. Body of water uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it it opens with a voiceover, and the voiceover is speaking in a rhythm. And it, my first what thought, was, yeah, my first, it's not a like, it's not a poem. It reminded me of roses are red, violets are blue. Most poem rhymes, but this one doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to find it right now. What is that opening? Oh, I can't even find it. And when the children leave their souls, <laughs> like I mean, the, the writing look, of this is incredible. look. I mean, my big, my biggest, my biggest, my favorite thing about this is it has smoother pans than brighter the monster. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Are you comparing? Are you? Are we comparing things to a movie by Edward? No, from 1955. Okay. Okay. So let me. All right. So keep going, Marcus. Why we said we said to our friend Marcus. All right. Give us your your favorite pick for a horror movie. We talk about good movies, and then we would try to redeem one. And he hit us with Neon Maniacs. Not as was it really that bad. I want to know in your heart of hearts, is this a nostalgic Actually, thing? Because you discovered it when you were younger. Like, what is it about this just, movie? Just quickly, before we before we said that, I forgot to set one thing up. Um, I I want to I want to get. Uh, I bought back the X's a little bit, uh, and I I, I want to give everyone. Uh, we'll just flash back to Nightmare on Elm Street for a second. I want to give you a, a score of one out of ten on how baked you should be to enjoy this movie. Oh, this one. No, yeah, man, how baked you should. How Nightmare on Elm Street. How baked should you be to enjoy Nightmare on Elm Street? One out of ten. I give it a one. I'm baked every time I watch a movie. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I pretty much am too. But I mean, like yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, you can enjoy without it. Yeah, it's I, I I give it a one. Yes. This movie probably yeah. deserves a little more bake bake this. I gave yeah. this I gave this an yeah <laughs> I gave I gave this an eighty six out of ten. So yeah. yeah, did you were you drunk when you watched this one? Were you were you feeling toasty? Me no, I was completely sober. You watched this sober? Yeah, you watched the Animaniacs sober. Look look, it starts off. That's why I'm angry. He just sat there sober with his notebook. <laughs> so many X's. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Marcus, hit me, hit me. So look, look, hmm. it starts off super strong. Aside from that opening, that makes no fucking sense whatsoever. I mean, there's 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 cards on the ground. The guy picks them up. He's like, what are these? And then the, the maniacs come out. And right by the wire to a fucking fisherman who's fishing by cards. water. The tarot maniac cards. cards. Yeah. <laughs> and like, what do those tarot cards mean? We don't fucking know. We have no idea. <laughs> That's for you, Marcus. <laughs> Oh, oh, yes, they're very coveted. Those cards. If you if you if you touch them with your hands, you get killed. Yeah. Yes. Could you imagine oh, the photo shoot though of of those guys posing? Like, for, I had so many questions. <laughs> Who's taking these photos? <laughs> <laughs> Did they? Yeah. Were they reviewing them? Because it's the '80s too. They they had to go to like Kmart to print those, uh, those <laughs> that film out. They, they get it back and be like, ah oh, man, cop, you didn't you didn't look very good in this one. But the Indian, that was a killer. That was great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, I, well, it's yeah, it's funny. That's one of the notes Eat I the did give Hulk, yeah. from this movie. It's like who exposed the village people to toxic waste? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to admit, you got to admit that. Okay. First, you got to admit that first scene, the first like when like all the kids are like playing football, like Tommy fucking was so in the park and smoking up, and like the dudes getting the blowjob in the back, and like all that, and all the neomaniacs come out, and they all work together as a unit. You got the guy with the lasso that like. The hanger guy that is yeah. like is hanging the the kid, and then like the kid that's getting the blowjob, the girl gets her head cut off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He never yeah. gets the blowjob. She she clearly had some problems with that belt buckle because 
when when her head falls to the floor, <laughs> well, the, the little, the little yeah. piece of hair first. <laughs> yeah. And then the head falls I mean, the hair was a nice touch. It was a good touch, yeah. yeah. But I she wasn't right. touching anything. They the worked football in guy that's, The football guy's just like, oh, I got this, and runs right into them. I know. Right in the, the noose. He runs yeah. in between them and, like, dives to the ground. You want to so play rough. Of that. <laughs> All right, so I do that. I kind of want to point it that out that, like, technically, for anyone who's watching, I, I, I read this somewhere and I kind of agree with it. A beautifully shot horror film that is unfortunately very bad. And I thought, I was like, it is, it is, yeah. it is good looking. Like, yeah, the I mean, this like, is it a, actually, it, this it is looks a, well. It looks, this I, is a DP who went into directing for two films. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this I was know, the last was, one. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. nice. Um, um, but uh, I called it the Toxic Avengers. It, it literally it is. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Incredible Hulk in its, is even in, in, New Jersey, in its credit, like this. This is 80s as fuck. Like, oh, yeah. strap I mean, your hypercolor T-shirt on and sit down and watch in this. Case it you is. Need to wonder it's how it's 80s worth it. it is. Yeah, it's worth it just for the opening credits music. I'm pretty sure I heard the fucking Doogie Howser theme in there somewhere. It's just <laughs> the music, dude. What is up with that R&B song <laughs> that keeps coming us. back? Oh, what about the, Baby Lie? The they, they because they stretched it out at the end at the talent show with like the weird leather he- heavy metal band that's like screaming something for ten fucking minutes. I have no idea what the yeah. fuck they're singing. It's J Dick, um, guys. J Dick. <laughs> yes, and like fucking like and then like the other and like they, they sing two songs and one of them's very addicting. One of them is a good pop song, that Baby Lie song. I like that song. It's like I mean, yeah, I was point. gonna say. In case you need to know that this is set in the 80s, like that battle of the bands is ridiculous. Yeah. There are two styles of music in the 80s, apparently. There yeah. is very soft, like techno pop. <laughs> that guy, he's like, babe, I gotta go. I gotta go rock. And then he's like, and we're called the outlaws, but we are yeah. we're like the lo- lovely, the well dressed outlaws. He has a whip. Doesn't he have a whip? No, 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 no. That's J Dick. The Outlaws are his band, dressed like <laughs> the most polite outlaw of all time. You chose me, Rick Springfield style. It's, it, yeah, no, it's like, he was like, "Babe, yeah. I got to rock," and he sings a love ballad. Oh, that was fucking hilarious. I, that would not have sustained in my high school. We would have thrown them off the stage. But yeah, whatever. I mean, you also got to love the little girl too. That that that's very obviously. 36 not a little yes. girl yeah what yeah. is up that girl <laughs> the mature face of a 30 year old woman donna <laughs> Locke is who played her but like, they they sure. only film they role made, ever as well yeah, they made yep. only film role ever they made sure they were like ah oh, is this gonna work i don't know let's just make sure in every line where someone is speaking to her they say the word kid every single time <laughs> someone's talking to her they're like get out of here kid what are you doing here kid with a question mark obviously <laughs> get out of here kid I feel like I was watching like somebody playing anybody's in West Side Story. Like it was obviously an adult. I mean, I, a young the, child. the thing is, after about forty minutes, it starts kind of settling into a little bit of like you get a little bit of narrative there, and it starts to settle down and Easy like day. start to make some sense. <laughs> no, it 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 does yeah, get a little bit. <laughs> it does. Get... <laughs> <laughs> That's for you. Okay. <laughs> and oh, uh, but Keep no, going. it's uh, I I mean, there's there's certain things where. It's glaringly obvious they didn't have a lot of money to make the film. Like when they get to the the graveyard where they're doing the film shoot in the graveyard, and I'm sorry, but that bird in the background audio is just aggressive as fuck. It is. Or you can just cheap, 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 cheap. Oh, it's a fucking pterodactyl yeah. that's hungry just off camera. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> 
I mean, there's a lot of issues like that. There's a lot of issues like that that are just, uh, it's kind of, it's almost just unfortunate when you look back at movies like this, that like, there's a lot of room tones that are just way off. These have nothing to do with money. This is just like sound editing that just wasn't it's done. It's lazy well. sound editing. Yeah, it's, it's oh. like it, it's when you, what happens when your sound mixer goes, "Oh, what do I have on my hard drive?" <laughs> how how are we talking about the sound mix and That's sound effects? <laughs> this, I must spat my beer. Why are we on the minutiae of this, guys? Guys, why do they call them the neon maniacs? Let's maybe start there. What? <laughs> oh well, apparently they they asked they asked him at one point, and he's like, "Well, it means new. It means new maniacs." It's like, well, it doesn't <laughs> at all. Uh, oh, that was God. what they. Wait, you you reading a piece of trivia? Did they ask the director? Yeah, they did, and it, his answer was, "It means new maniacs," and it's like, "No, no, it doesn't." No, no. like Neo, like Neo. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. You've, you've, <laughs> is the end silent? Have we been getting it wrong this whole time? Most- that that is the '80s. That is the '80s in a fucking nutshell, right there. Let's just make it neon. The NS, not, yeah, the yeah. Neon. Yeah. Neon. New, new sounds neon. a bit too rudimentary. Let's, I mean, let's go with neon. Yeah. It's uh, it, I, okay. I, I I want to throw one thing in there. Yeah. Did anybody else pick up? There's two two things in here. Uh, his mate, I can't remember his best friend's name, who's saying, uh, you, you know, you should go for it, man. He bites into his hot dog on the side. If we're going to talk about sound mixing, I have to talk about this. <laughs> Yes. He bites into his hot dog. He like from the side, and also uh, not not that that's enough. Chewbacca in the background of the dance scene when uh, the Battle of the Bands. Yeah, Chewbacca. He's huge. A and B. How did they even get the rights for that costume? But he's like (laughs) mugging the whole time. Like he leans in on the the neon, and then he's like trying to scare people around. Just brilliant. Like, all that is on celluloid oh, and there forever. I did, I did want to ask y'all, because I looked up that they they had to change the actor. They shut down this shoot at one point, yes. right, Mark? They had yeah. to rehire the maniac. So a lot of people who are playing these these characters under all this makeup and costume had to change. And they're so obviously smaller. In the, yeah. When they come to this, this high school yeah. dance, none we, of them are taller than the high school when students. You, when you, yeah, oh, when, they get, when they get to the dance, the caveman looks completely different. And it's like, did, did you think no one was going to notice? Different. And, and they, put, they put the Chewbacca right at the entrance. So when the Indian character, whatever, Indian, Native American, walks in, that Chewbacca is towering over our... Our villain, like he's, <laughs> he's way taller. He's yeah. like and they, they switch out all like 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 like, the, like whenever you see them coming out of the uh, the Golden Gate Bridge, there's that giant one with like the two like weird blades that are just like this, and he's walking. Out. We never see where the fuck he is, but but one of the biggest additions was actually Andrew Divoff as that surgeon you see only. Um, yes. Yeah. Out yeah. of scene. nowhere. Yeah. And yeah. Andrew Divoff, to those that don't know, played the Wishmaster in two of the Wishmasters. Oh, did not know that. There was an even that. bigger one, though. He got work after even... this? <laughs> <laughs> there was an even bigger uh, cameo. Gary Busey as the, the war vet shooting the rifle. In the <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. It's not. It just looks like it is. Go back and look at him. It's Gary Busey just... You it know, probably it wasn't his Garrett fucking is. brother. It, it, yeah, he, it, he has a he brother that looks just like him. Jeff, did you watch this movie? Okay, no, wait, wait, <laughs> no, just quickly, be, just quickly before we. Uh, <laughs> we had a short week this yeah, week. Yeah, Je- Jeff's just in a food coma right now. No, we uh, quickly. Uh, Gary, Gary's uh, got given us an answer. It was the eighties. They wanted neon. I oh, know. That's the answer to uh, why. 
it was neon maniacs it was the 80s they wanted neon and uh eric's like so there are no neon lights on the bridge i don't think there are neon lights on the bridge i don't think uh, there's any neon lights in the film no there's no neon this is a fucking 80s movie there should be neon everywhere yeah according that to battle Stranger of bands could have really yeah yeah yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Was I thought they were, I thought aesthetically, I thought they were gonna lean into that kind of how like like drive, <laughs> kind of for no reason at all, has like colors like that everywhere, and the, there's a lot of like practical lighting from like neon and stuff. And I thought it was gonna be more like that, but this was shot very realistic. Real, that's a I might have the right <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> <stupid. Yeah. laughs> Guys, we're at 75 minutes. We're two films in. We got no, two more just, left. What the hell? Let's Any go for thoughts? it. Let's go for it. Let's keep going. Any final thoughts we have on... Jeff, on, you haven't uh, said a thing yet. I, I ate a full enchilada during this bit. <laughs> These guys must I had like, a lot of fun. That sums up the movie perfectly. Movie, and I, I think you should okay. watch it. We should, call out, we should call out that this movie is available to watch exclusively on YouTube. <laughs> or DVD. You can get the DVD. Or DVD. If or you, Tubi. If you go to... If you want to go to the Best Buy where Marcus worked as a teenager, we're still <laughs> this, this movie. This available. movie is on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube right now. Yeah. Um, yeah a, a couple of things I didn't get to. Uh, just um, as indie horror goes, this is by no means the worst out there. I can tell you that. Uh, the shots are well composed. The lighting is great for the 80s. It's a great example of what to do if you don't have a lighting budget. And that's not a slight. That's like there's some really creative yeah, scenes where they, yeah, they, was, did, well they did do that. Uh, but it's it's no nudist colony of the dead. I can tell you that. It's like... <laughs> it's a Halloween drink. Silence. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know I thought it was, a, it was an interesting take on the monster kind of movie thing. If we're going to talk like tropes within the horror genre, like this is a straight up monster movie. Like you need to just know that. Like, mm. oh, we're just going to watch monsters come in and fuck with people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, although when they are heading for the dance, it kind of reminded me of the White Walkers from Games of Game of Thrones. It's like, seriously, they're not fucking there yet. I know there were. I will say there were a lot of scenes, and when she's like coming to their lair, there are a lot of shots where I was like, they're not really letting them cover much ground. So in terms of suspense building, I think it. I think there are a few scenes where I was like, they could have made them move a little bit quicker, and I would have been a little more creeped out. But they went the other way, and they thought if we make them move slowly. These people will be more furious at this movie. Yeah. I think I think the best the best runners or their crawlers. Yeah. The best question I get asked though is like, if it had the budget, if it had you know just a little something, what could this have been? Like, this could have well, been one of the hit franchises. This the is showdown. There's ones. no showdown. Let's let's end it with that, Marcus or Ryan. Who somebody talk about? There's literally no ending to this. We started with this. Let's end with yeah. This. There's no ending. They 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 the police <laughs> still don't believe them while they're inside they're inside their lair with torches, even though they've got floodlights out the front. Uh, <laughs> John's <laughs> gone. Devin's lighting a cigarette, going uh, his cigar, going. Just wait, guys. There's supposedly killers in here, but I just gotta light my cigar. Um, and then they all leave. But Devin goes, you know what? For once, I'm actually going to stick around and do some cop work, and then he gets dragged into a, a random bus um, by a giant I, I squid monster. By a giant, like, yeah, by a giant one-eyed turd monster. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was really, well, it's it's a mini Godzilla. It's like Godzilla is like. Mini what mini. the fuck is that thing in the back of that ambulance, dude? Ghostbusters. <laughs> 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 the best part of it is, is that is that they there was a third act. Their third act 
was the, like the middle of the film is what they end the is what they end the film with. The third act is them all fighting the neon maniacs. But when they lost all the fucking funding, they said, "Fuck it, we're just gonna end it here." You know what? This cop's a dick. Let's just this fucking is, yeah. let's kill him off, and that's the end of a movie. And then it's just like you know that music kicks back in, and it's you that know, music. Just, yeah. Yeah. That, that music. <laughs> and and that's and co- that's the end of the cop. That's go my go. My last cop. comment. My last comment is out of nowhere. Going with your Roger Corman truth, Marcus. That is the most forced sex scene I have ever seen in a horror movie. <laughs> Where they, they barely make it out of the grips of a chase scene. And then he's like, I would never let them get you. And she's like, that's why I like you. And they just start doing it right in the grips of about to be killed. They just yep. immediately start fucking on their laboratory floor. I just, that was ridiculous. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. guys outside. The ape guy's fucking outside, just like outside. All right, all right, all right. We can, we can, we can talk about this for hours. We got to wrap this up. Thank you. Wrap it up, people. Thank you. I just think sharing it. One last thing, though. I, I, I'm really glad everybody seemed to like this a lot because, guys, this is ripe for the picking, and I feel like there's five of us here who could grab this franchise and bring it back. This is (laughs) there's so many avenues. I want to fucking do that. I want. My dream is to do a fucking balls out remake of this Astoria. film. But Astoria. We have the here's, bridge. I dude, I'm totally down for that, but this is this is exactly what I'm going to say. I'm not going to add in any sense making. We are not going to give any explanations to anything. God damn. We'll make it more confusing. Only absurd. And less neon. All right, here More we go, neon. <laughs> Some neon. Yeah. We'll have one neon people. light, and it'll be the end of the film. And someone will walk by neon, and that will be all the neon. There's more fucking neon behind me. Yes, it's neon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, silly, silly, right, silly. Jeff, all right, we Jeff, have Matt, to move Jeff, on. take we us away. To... Take us away. I'm not mad, even though I didn't see this film. We need to move on. <laughs> we have to do it. Coming up, you are about to see the trailer for Candy Man, which was from 1992. Pretty fucking fun film. Pretty fucking fun film, Candy Man, which was also remade. We'll talk about it soon. Here, enjoy the trailer, get a refill. Let's do it! Have you ever heard of Candy Man? If you look in the mirror and you say his name five times. In cities everywhere. Candyman. They whisper his name. Right. Candyman. It's just a story. Candyman. Candyman. Just a ghost story. Candyman. An entire community starts attributing the daily horrors of their lives to a mythical figure. The legend first appeared in 1890. He was attacked mutilated and burned to death. Poor Candyman. Helen, a woman died in there. Leave it. Everyone knows he isn't real. That's modern oral folklore. Everyone. Except Helen Lyle. Where did I... It ain't safe around here. I don't scare too easy. Wanna know about Ruthie Jean? They ain't never gonna catch him. Who? Candyman. Who is that? I came for you. Do I know you? Now she is about to discover. Helen? Get out! Get out! What's behind the mystery? 
I'm sick. What's behind the legend? Listen, he's under the bed! And most terrifying of all... Come with me. What's behind the mirror? He's here. And we're back. And we're back. back. We are back, people. We are back. It's weird because I'm watching the video, and the video actually has like a 10-second lag. Yes. Yeah. All right, people, what did yes, you miss during the break? We laughed our ass off during the break. I was in the bathroom with my headphones on, and I just heard the words <laughs> zombie Nazis. Zombie Nazis came oh, up over no. the break while I was peeing listening to this podcast. That's not cool. Marcus, do you want to just give us a like a 10-second explanation? What are you talking about? Shockwaves. That's what I'm talking shockwaves. about. Oh, they're still Nazi in shockwaves. Zombies. Yeah. Shockwaves. It was shockwaves. I don't. I don't care if they're zombies. I'll still punch Nazis. Nazi zombies. They. They. I'll punch them too. Yep. It won't work on yeah. them because they're the most shocking zombies ever. Shockwaves. You can't oh, just punch a, a zombie Nazi. Tight. You have to take off their <laughs> eye goggles. That was what Marcus. Yep. He he educated me. The way you defeat zombie Nazis is by removing their Nazi eye goggles. That's how you win. In that that. <laughs> All right, let's get it back together. I said we were going to be done at 10. I don't know if that's likely. We have to yeah, get to our redemption film, Jason X. And I, I highly recommend everybody stick around for Jason X and Candyman, which is the next film we're going to talk about. We have two fantastic films coming up. Let's just do a quick recap of who we are here. Our numbers are, we're getting, we're in the tens of people here watching. <laughs> yes. Hoping, yes. Thank you, I'm 10 people. people will watch this. Happy Halloween. Yeah. We're, we're five of them. Halloween. <laughs> Next Halloween on YouTube. I hope we I hope we get a comeback with some of these films. But let's recap really quick. John, Dave, and I have a podcast called The Love of Cinema or The Love of Cinema Pod. You can find us on Instagram. You can also find us on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else you get podcasts, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We have Marcus here, and we have Ryan here. Mm -hmm. Ryan, currently it's 10 a.m. in Japan for anybody who has joined. Yeah. He has changed. Wasted. He went from a he, – <laughs> Ryan has gone from a Pierce Brosnan suit into a – Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. It might Peter be a Parker. onesie. We don't know. Oh, Possibly a onesie, but he still has the undershirt on because he didn't have enough time for a quick change. I didn't have enough time, yeah. I, I couldn't pee. I couldn't, yeah. Look, it's been a while John, since I've been John, Dave, and stage. I. Awesome. John, Dave, and I used to live in Astoria together, which is where Marcus lives right now. Astoria, Queens. What's up? Marcus and Ryan work in horror films. Ryan works in live entertainment, too. That's where yeah. we met Dave. Dave brought everybody together. Dave's running the show right now. He's our sound engineer or, and everything engineer, to be honest with you. He's also buzzing us, so we have to be kind to him. Do we just? Uh, yeah. we That's for you, Jeff. Because if we don't, it can be a total dick. Um, <laughs> Fuck him. This all makes sense. That's for Marcus. I'm so glad you <laughs> just put that in. I think we caught up. Let's do Candyman, people. Candyman. Out of all the films all right, we're talking yeah. about tonight, Candyman is the best slow burn, which opens with the yeah. idea pretty quickly. It basically does a cold open. But then after that, they really lay it out. They really do the burn. And what an interesting device. The main character is researching the Candyman and whether or not it's real, which is really, really an interesting narrative device that I didn't... As soon as they did it, I went, you motherfuckers. This is really, this is really, where really, really urban legend came from, right? Like they stole. Yeah. It. Also, just jumping yeah, in quickly, much. Therese said she misses the bow tie already, Ryan. Oh, sorry, Therese. I'm sorry. Look, I'll bring oh, it back. God. Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> Fuck you, Ryan. Oh, Ryan, god. that's for you. <laughs> oh, god damn it! <laughs> All right, we've right. abandoned right. so the rules. Get, so we are now 
We are not talking about Candyman. I was speaking. Now that we're shitting all over Ryan. Ryan, this is your movie that we picked up. So this is glad yeah. that you're. So, so, so uh, 1992, and, and yeah. just the basic IMDb pitch, we always start with the Candyman, a murderous soul with a hook for a hand, literally, is accidentally summoned to reality. Is that a visual appeal? Skeptic... How would that not be literally? <laughs> Stop heckling me. I can't. It's one hand. sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking one sentence. I can't Jeff, get around. Jeff didn't say anything Jesus for the whole last Christ. segment. And now we're just shitting on him. This is for not yeah, saying what? anything. Yeah. Fuck. Welcome oh. back, you dick. Jeff. Okay. <laughs> the Candyman. The Candyman, which was definitely influenced by Silence of the Lambs in its poster design. It's basically a bee going into an eye. It doesn't matter. The Candyman, a murderous soul with a hook for hand, is accidentally summoned to reality by a skeptic grad student who's 40, but she's a skeptic grad student, researching the monster. <laughs> I'm a grad student in my 30s. There's no shame. I'm just, that's not a good depiction of what... Okay, who wants to go first? <laughs> Ryan, Ryan. Okay, Ryan, okay. why did you pick this movie, dude? Give it so, I'm, I'm on a little personal quest at the moment. I, I have this belief that everybody who's a, a cinema lover has just a, a slew of films that they haven't seen that everybody would just assume that they've seen. So for the last, mm. uh, since since sort of the lockdown over here in, in Japan, I've just taken the time because there's no new films coming out, kind of like a concurrent with what you guys are doing. Uh, and I'm, nice, I've been watching all these films that I should have seen by now. Mm. And it's kind of turned into- I've been into, following that. Yeah it's, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm not reviewing as such. I'm just, you know, a, as the comments come in, it's good to engage with people about it. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. And, and I'm now just like basically taking recommendations or, or, you know. Anyway, Candyman is one that's been on the list for a while. This has been on my list since primary school over here, uh, over in Australia. Me too. Everybody talked about this film because it was like something that you did at uh, like a sleepover. I think we all started with Bloody Mary and then Candyman came out and mm. everybody was like, no, 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 Bloody Mary's fake, Candyman's real. <laughs> uh, so I was like, yeah, saw that film. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen the sequel, yeah. Never, never even went close to it. Uh, did yeah. not want to watch this film, and so I thought it's on the list. Uh, mm. It's one that I hope would scare the crap out of me, and so I, I threw it up there. This is and this plus, is number Tony two. Todd is just yeah. the man. This is number two on my films that fucked me up for life. Also, I should point out that uh, uh, David Knight's just asked me to do this. <laughs> that's for everyone. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that my that's my uncle. Come on, Dave. <laughs> Fuck also, you, you should buzz me because you, you should buzz me because future Academy. Well, she's Academy Award nominee. Virginia Madsen is only thirty-one when she made this movie. It's just, I apologize. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to know why it fucked you up, though, Dave. That, uh, I, I'm not sure. Like, I remember watching this at least twice, and both times it put me almost in a trance-like state. Uh, when I was watching it, it was like just the the fact that he literally just turns up like 44 minutes into the film. You don't see you don't see him till 44 minutes. Like uh, like Jeff said, it's a slow burn. It really perfects it, and you don't see him till he. T and then he turns up, and he just instantly turns her life upside down, and it's almost like a dreamlike state. And it's funny because I, in researching this, I read that um, Virginia Madsen, uh, Madsen, was hypnotized and given trigger words for some of these scenes. And I'm like, wow, I kind of got the, the same. I got Hold the on. same feeling. Yeah, <laughs> she had to ask for them to stop with the yeah. hypnosis. Yeah. This is the director's choice to like hypnotize her yes. in her trigger words. Yeah. What weird ass social experiment <laughs> is she in? Yeah. Well, 
The director it, was but it had the same and, oh yeah it had the God. same sort of effect on me as well when i watched it and i, I remember that, like i just love the hopelessness of it it's like this guy just turns up and fucks up her life did, and, it, did it have anything to do with the score for you though because that philip glass score was just Glass. yeah it there's a there's a lot it. in here it's it's like it starts it, off it was like my opening note is uh, like it starts with a, a scrolling overhead shot of chicago and that's oh, the, the last that yeah that's the last time you feel comfortable in this movie mm-hmm. yeah and like it it's just it it masters the slow burn really good because by the time like they they rely on these little jump scares almost like elm street did but there's these little jump scares that just wind you up and give you a little bit and wind you up and give you a little bit but when the actual like main antagonist turns up you're already unsettled and you're waiting for anything so when the big stuff starts happening it it affects you twice as bad as it normally would like they really yeah. really manipulated the really well in this film and 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 the little like jump cuts too of the the mural that she crawls yeah. through and and the bees this I almost think, like, subliminal it wouldn't surprise me if you if you freeze frame this there's subliminal shit in there as well yeah for oh, sure there's totally little things and i they didn't overreach with the effects sorry marcus they, they didn't overreach with their effects either like bees or a swarm of bees that was probably as far as they really went but with that's their that's not even effects that's fucking practical he put those bees yeah. in his mouth yeah. no i mean they the, do that yeah. he got yeah. like shot of chicago every time he got yeah. stung he, he got stung like contract. 23 times. Yes. Yeah. yeah that, he had a cash. great contract. Yeah. 20, he, they, they basically bought him half a house just yeah. from bees. But he did have to put bees yeah. in his mouth, guys. It's, yeah. It, it, it was a trade-off. Yeah. I just want to know, I just want to know through that month that she was in the psych ward or, you know, whatever, and Candyman had the baby. Was Candyman like going out, getting baby food, like like going to the store, changing diapers? Was he like weighing a line? Diapers. There's buggies? never enough diapers. Never enough formula. I know, yeah. Sure. I'm, Him I'm, like whispering lullabies in that terrifying voice, <laughs> trying to get this <laughs> kid. To Tony to Todd's yeah, voice. Yeah, Holy crap, man! Like the Ryan, guy. You're right though, dude. Yeah. I. This is first of all to Jeff, your point. This is one of those covers that fucked me up when I was a kid in the video store that cover the image with the the b with a b eyeball messed me up for sure and uh i didn't know philip glass did this score so whenever philip glass does a score i'll get a little broad here it it always there are certain composers like ennio morricone and philip glass that kind of dominate the movie and they change the movie drastically there are a lot of people who say a movie uh, a score should not do that to a movie that it should just accompany it and you should really be thinking about music you can't help but think about philip glass's score in this in this movie yeah. Yeah. so in a way for me it kind of gave me like a, a a theatrical kind of operatic viewing experience i was not super scared of this movie at all but i had a weird appreciate i almost felt like i was sitting in an audience in a theater watching this opera take place like mm-hmm. there was something it's large. very it's very phantom yeah, yeah. It, it was very phantom, and the fact that it was set in this this insulated projects, mm. you know, urban Sabrina setting, Green, I thought it was yeah. really cool. The dichotomy of that style of music, and the setting, and the aesthetic, and the people that we kept seeing on screen, created this weird contradiction. That it, if again, I'm being honest, it did not scare me, but I had a different kind of appreciation for this. It almost felt like true horror. Because yeah. I don't think horror in a real sense, like a, a gothic sense from a literary standpoint, is supposed to be legitimately scary. There, There is like, there's humor in there. Mm-hmm. There is something, <clears throat> there's something that pulls on like the old ghost story lords where you're supposed to just be able to actually ingest all of it 
so that it will scare you later, not while you're actually watching it. Yeah, that's so fair. the idea of Bloody Mary and stuff like that. I felt like I could watch this thing no problem. But if I, I know if I had seen this when I was younger, the idea of Candyman would have scared the shit out of me every time I went into the bathroom by myself. Yeah, I, I so was younger, the, and yeah. That was the magic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, the sign of a good the horror movie... The idea of Candyman fucked me up. Yeah, the sign of a good horror movie is that it takes you right to the edge of tension, and it ramps you so high that the eventual kill that you know is coming is a relief. Mm-hmm. And so you laugh. You you're like, oh, it happened. That sort of thing. It's a relief. It's a it's a tension release. And this movie brings you there beautifully. It was and a, I'm based on a based on a short film uh, or a short story, the, the Forbidden, that was set in in the UK. But mm. they they kind of said that the, the bringing it to Cabrini Heights and the projects there that are no longer there, um, kind of put bigger themes uh, in play. It did a little. They said they said the the bonfire setting was like out of place, like abrasive, and I didn't think that at all. Um, but one thing that I thought was like really interesting is it, he, he, if you understand the backstory of Candyman, that they he was the son of a shoe maker, and he was an artist, and he fell in love with one of his uh, projects, uh, the subject of one of his projects, and then the people of town were like, no, this is a forbidden love. They cut off his hand and covered him in honey, and then he got killed by bee stings. Um, yeah. It, very very linear makes makes perfect sense. Very sure you are. Yeah yeah. Um, oh, wow. Um, but uh, bring it to the the projects and and to the Chicago kind of put that racial uh, story in in focus on it. John's um, out of the room. <laughs> gone. <laughs> <See you> <laughs> Going to a shining wall. You know what? You know what? Delayed, Jeff. <laughs> but uh. I, I, one uh, one of the things that I really uh, thought was interesting was when he was on screen or speaking or anytime it was him, it was so clean and, and beautiful and, and like you say, kind of operatic or the Phantom-like. But the way yeah. that he killed his victims was so ugly. Like when, when she sitting yeah. across from the, the doctor. Yeah. Or the, oh, that's, fuck, the one, that's a brutal oh. one, yeah. It's, that's it's the so, so brutal. And he's so clean and, and, and schmick with his portrayal of Candyman. But the way he has to kill people is just so ugly. And it's almost like that thing of like, he was forced to do this. You made him do this. He mm, didn't, yeah. you know, if, if, if he was just a killer of his own right, he might, you know, slit people's throat and, and be nice and clean with it. But because he was not a killer and this is something that he has to do now, it's going to be ugly and use the thing that you gave him. Um, and you can't, you can't escape it. I, I appreciate it. Again, it didn't scare me at all, but I appreciated the fact that almost this in, this entire fucking movie is lit during daylight. Yeah. Almost yeah. all of this takes place in bright light, so you shouldn't be scared at all. They're not using any of the tropes to try to scare you, which, again, that was one of those things that stuck with me after the fact, and I know if I was a kid or if I was younger and I was more impressionable, it would have scared the shit out of me. You cannot escape. This is not Bloody Mary, where mm-hmm. you have to turn the lights off. Yeah. yeah, bathroom and say her name. And I'll tell, I'll tell you what, Candyman like, will appear anytime, anywhere. Light, light or what? Like when he came through that mirror, I forgot that was happening, and I just about shit my pants. Dude. So, and, <laughs> like, and, and that is that is like we. I I used to do scare houses at uh, Halloween Horror Nights in in Singapore, um, at Universal, and and the the two sided mirror is just like stock standard. Uh, you know, where is it in this house? And it would be almost like our challenge to not put a mirror scare in a house. 
But when that that first when he first shows up in that mirror, there is no way. I think just also you're that's the that the point of the tension that you're feeling throughout this hmm. whole vibe, the tone yeah. of this film. That that even just a mirror scare, which we would see every single day, is like frightening. Um, you're you're right. It's 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 not scary scary there's a few jump scares in there but it sits with you for a long time um, i think that first scene um the first time that like she wakes up and she's in um uh the girl's apartment yeah and all you hear is her screaming like yeah. and it starts yeah. it's, it's that is from, one of like, the scenes that messed me up the most lot. yeah yeah it starts from her in the parking lot and yeah. you first see candy man he starts talking be my victim and like all this stuff and then literally cuts into the scene and every time i watch the scene i always forget that i always forget a lot of little bits and pieces of this movie but it just grabs you by the throat and it's just like it just it really twists the entire world on its back and i think to kind of add it on does to what it. you were yeah i think to add on to what you were saying with it kind of him having to do these horrible things out of you know but he's like so poetic and so like phantom like mm. What she has to do in the end, going from this beautiful, attractive woman into the – and basically she has to go through the fire to yeah. sacrifice mm. to stop him. And it's like this – the whole thing is very poetic. It's very that's why That's why it works for me because it turns – I thought of Tony Collette in uh, Hereditary with the, the screaming, with the death. Like this movie as works for me because – As you do. As you do. As, as, you do. Do. as we do yeah. on this pod quite often. This movie works for me mostly because it ends up not playing on the interest. It's interesting, but it's not. It doesn't play completely on the lore of this urban legend. It ends up becoming much more a drama about this woman's struggle where the world doesn't believe her, which is always interesting. If you can pull that off, somebody mm. going crazy, but they're not going crazy. It's totally well, happening. But they the even they even do it box. to you uh, in the doctor's office when she's pulled into the psychiatrist's office just before he's killed. Like they hold that just long enough to make you doubt her, mm-hmm. and you're like, wait, then there's a hook in his back. It's, it's like, and wait, a- <laughs> wait, is this all in her head? And then suddenly, yeah, slice and dice time. Yeah, from asshole to to brain from groin to gullet. <laughs> from groin to gullet. I just love the I enjoyed opening it, bit you guys. with uh, Ted Raimi. Like, yeah. yeah, and what kills me about the Ted Raimi thing is that. You know, is like te- everyone knows Ted Raimi for being Ted Raimi, this goofy guy, and he's supposed to be like the suave, cool, like dude <laughs> with like a biker jacket. And I'm like, I'm like, really? This is Ted? Yeah. This yeah. is Ted Raimi? Like, maybe Doesn't you can pull this right. off with Bruce. <laughs> with Bruce. Uh, <laughs> you got so, buzz, Marcus. That's right. That means you have to drink. And now I'm out. Yes. I gotta run a bit. Wait, I'll be right back. Get another beer, dude. I will say I'm gonna echo you, Ryan. This was a movie I had never seen before. Yeah, I have you. I never Jeff seen and Dave had y'all. Jeff, Dave, you said you had no. seen Oh, it. I've so seen Jeff this like four times. Either. Yeah, I had never I seen. I've never this. seen this one, dude. Yeah, so I'm glad I finally sat down and watched it. And yeah, what a treat that Philip Glass composed the score. Why did that happen? <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah, I really brings in high did places. You think, and I know I'm reaching a little bit, but it's not just the poster. Was there some some silence elements? Did they take it? Which was yeah, a year or for two sure. before. It, the way harder, she's right? researching it, the way she's doing yeah. it, and the way she's trying to gather information, and then she gets caught in the middle of it. She's she yeah. doesn't know she's getting po- played for both and this ends is, basically. I, I would, and this is a this is more of a drama for me. This I would not call this a slasher movie. I yeah, think this I mean, is yeah, more this dramatic. is it is uh, kind of like it's, it's, it's definitely yeah. Silence of the Lambs meets Phantom of the Opera. 
and Basic Instinct chucked dude. in there as well. Yeah, she, that's it, dude. Yeah. I, even though they were the same year that they they came out, Virginia Madsen was like, yeah. someone was like, this this Sharon Stone girl is is beautiful. Let's let's find someone like that, and, right. and yeah. <laughs> let's let's get her as as uh, scantily clad as often as possible, which is not a bad. I love, thing. but but then when you have this protagonist stumbling its her way through, I love when when not necessarily horror, but let's say thriller, mystery, all the, all that all of those genres if we, if we bundle them together when just characters are behaving oddly and they know why not like when you see tv tropes where somebody's doing a one-off like day player role and they're just being weird for the sake of being weird but like that boy that's talking to her when mm-hmm. she shows up is just behaving oddly and you don't know why and I don't even know if the boy actor knows why, but somebody knows why this boy is behaving oddly. He and you as the shit. audience goer goes, yeah, goes, yeah. So and, and, and yes, well, well, but it's layered. So yes, he's seen some shit. So he has fair play. He can do whatever he wants, but he's not just doing anything. He is saying, you don't want to go down this road. He mm-hmm. is almost being a sage at the same time. Yeah, he was kind of fucking right with too. Trauma. And yeah. he's right. So there's yeah. all this layering going on. And then of course, she is like the audience where she just can't help herself and then it leads her if she doesn't meet Dude, this kid you know, get, maybe none of that right, stuff happens but i'm gonna read way into this movie way too far but i was thinking about this with the child i feel like there was something about the that kid was basically teaching us throughout that like you are supposed to be afraid of some things you're not as adults we get curious and interested and we think we can overcome our fear and and see the logic in, in any of this stuff that kid was just like kind of cutting through it every time for me. And, you know, I know he had that device at the end where he lit the fire and stuff, but this, there's those two scenes leading up to it. It was like the moment of truth for me where it was like, there are some things that a, a, an innocence that humans are supposed to have. You were supposed to be afraid of some things. You're not supposed to look in the mirror and test these things. Like there is something like uh, very, very primal about that. You're supposed to be scared of the dark. You're supposed to be scared of these things that people say are haunting. So again, playing into what we were talking about earlier, that stayed with me after the fact, which I think is why this movie works, is that there are certain things that you're initially afraid of that this movie yeah. didn't scare me when I was watching it, but it made me think about the fact that like, it's a, not only is it okay to be afraid, but you're supposed to be afraid. You're supposed to be. And, and yeah. I think that was, to further on that, it, that was Virginia Madsen's character's flaw. She, she, she had no fear. Something yes. in her life previous to that made her go, no, I'm stronger than the, the your usual like you know um damsel in distress mm, so yeah. she just, don't go that, in that bathroom yeah don't without go second in that bathroom. Door, she's just like no it's fine i'll go in there and every time she did something messed up happened and it's like see <laughs> cool so hero, be brave yeah. guys yeah the hero yeah the hero yeah. fucked everything up with their courage yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely yes yeah. also I, also the friend dying like like if, 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 if we say Candyman's fake and like she's actually crazy the friend dying completely the cops fault because the cops let let the husband take her take her home yeah yeah take her home and then she kills someone else and it's like really you're mad at her now like yeah uh, yeah you know you don't really let the killer out like you right. know well all that goes all, back to the it. jason line which horror some horror movies forget but in the first halloween and that th- finally somebody just says if that if there is a monster that is as bad as you say and he is loose 
then this is your fault for ever letting him possibly leave in the first place. And it's the one thing where it's like, we know we need him to get out. And in a lot of horror movies, because the devices, you need this thing. You need the monster on the loose. You yeah. need it on the loose. And even if the monster is in her head, she is the monster, yeah. whatever it is. The uncontrollable this, monster. Nightmare, this can be anything. And it's like, we need her to be loose. But it's like, how, you, you also have to be self-aware. And that adds an intelligence. That adds a brilliance, which allows us as the viewer to be in. And in Candyman, they do that where it's like they they pull mm. that off really 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 well mm. yeah it's a it's sure. a smart movie it was a higher level like it was quite avant-garde for, you go into it thinking it's going to yeah. be a slasher and then yeah here you go i i really <laughs> yeah i found it really funny that uh like what a weird flex for trevor the the husband to show up at her funeral with stacy the the, the, <laughs> yeah. the fucking college like, student like yeah. dick yeah. move that was such a dick move uh, that stuck yeah. with me as, as much as all of the, the that stuck with you that stuck you know what stuck with me. me the most this kid macking on the <laughs> all i could say is that kid has the best line in the movie when he's talking about the kid that got his dick cut off and he's just like it's i'm gonna butcher it but he's just like he's like you know they couldn't put it back might as well not be oh, alive yeah, yeah. And, I was just like, yeah. and i'm like yeah. nope yep, nope right that's on. fair right on, that's fair yeah yeah anything else the... any final thoughts they have to get off your chest ryan first the, the location scout on this film did a stellar job yeah um just everything was so bleak um and and that's why that's why i said yeah. before about the bonfire didn't feel out of place for me i felt like just outside the projects is just and this uh, it's a broad term for uh, generalization for me to say but i feel like it's just people just dumping their shit and just going oh yeah cool like the tire fire in springfield in the simpsons there's just a place where people just dump their their old tires or their old shit and and once a year we we burn it or whenever it's it's getting too much so um it but was yeah, a different version scout. i'm so glad we chose this with a nightmare on elm street because i feel like the right at home horror movie it's on your street it's happening right there the bleakness i think people who don't go up grow up on a street like a nightmare on elm street would say the same fucking thing it, it's just it, it feels that way it feels so pedestrian there was something so limiting to their set to the to their set design the, the detail in it was great but there were only there were only a few there were only a few places that they kept going and everything happened there everything that ever could happen there with Candyman happens there so yeah. i totally agree with you i felt like that was terrifying yeah. that it was so isolated i mean to sum yeah. up even this is a movie worth a watch right now and then the remake's coming out next year give that a watch mm. too because i mean it, it might not be a remake too i was watching it could be a follow-on yeah yeah, hey, it could like be a hand. Sequel. Could it's be a, a handover. Yeah. It's, it's well, they're saying that to be a requel, like kind of sequel requel. But well, was... I also like part two. But I, yeah, I'll be. Watching I have the not seen part two, so I, I'll give that a watch. Okay. They. It's cheesy. <laughs> yeah, that's what you. <laughs> cheesy is a negative word. You said we haven't buzzed you enough, and we are coming for Wait, you. Cheesy's not a good word. Fuck you, Marcus. Fuck you, Marcus. <laughs> Don't sidestep the gimmick, all right? You have to face the gimmick hand on. Head on. Hand, hand all right, on. friends. Marcus, just for trying hand to fight on. it. Because, <laughs> because our hands are That's right. All right, friends, we have to wrap this up. If this were our episode, it would be the, one of our longest episodes ever. We have another segment. It's going to be. I promise you. I promise you this is the segment that it's all about. Now that we're getting nice and saucy here, we are heading into Jason X, which is the 10th. Yes. 
10th Jason Voorhees film, 2001, which what a year, 2001 for sure. Um, we have to do this. We have to watch the trailer. Dave, do we do the random year generator now or do we do it at the end? Of uh, no, no. In week's? light of us going live, we pre-generated the year. So uh, we're, we're going to be we doing, pre- yeah. Yeah, we, we're gonna be doing 1995 <gasps> next week. 1995. Oh. So yes. we'll announce the films. 1995 was if a fantastic year. we can still year. speak at the end of this, yeah. Uh, Braveheart won a lot of shit in 1995. Um, a lot of other stuff was going on. We're going to talk about which films we're going to be doing. Spoiler alert, we're not doing Braveheart. I have a limit, which is no... Th- I say no three-hour films. I'm in grad school. No three-hour films. Um, I'm with you. And as I'm many renters you. as possible. Also, by the way, all of these were available on the NBC Universal, like... Pod, so USA, if you have USA Network or NBC, any or, of the TV anywhere, else. sci-fi, uh, sci-fi, yeah, sci-fi. Um, these were available. It's set for thirty days, so I don't know if we get a, like a, Although, a bonus don't, day. I, also, I, must, I must say, don't watch them on sci-fi um, because I started to watch them on sci-fi and it. ended up they all rent, did it. I ended up renting them because uh, they edited the fuck out of some of these movies. They all did it. Oh, J- and Jason the, X and Marcus, cut their, I, there were supposed to be four boobs in Jason X, and they were literally <laughs> blurred. <laughs> I have the uncommon. <laughs> That's for you. Uh, yeah, Mar- Marcus will get to this. The first time I endorse uh, the actual DVD copy of the film, because uh, Marcus is very anti-streaming. He has a collection yep. of DVDs that is I'm unbelievable. Um, physical media for life. Yeah, and uh, they admit they cut them all to an hour and a half, they and they were like, him, they "We cut them down to the shit. time allotted." We're like, "Jesus, yeah." yeah they, they, they I was like, that. "No, but anyway, gonna, they're all I'm available the, for yeah. streaming for free." Um, or you okay, can just so pay for it and film. get the whole movie. What? Well, physical media. You can get media. all of Neon Maniacs for free on on YouTube. You and YouTube all of these again, other ones. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we are about to watch the trailer for Jason X. I'm going to sprint to yeah. get another beer. Yes. Um. What else? What else do we need to know? 1995 movies. We're going to talk about at the end of this segment. Jason yeah. X. Please stick around. We are going to take teams. We are going to have a two-on-two. We're going to have a versus about jason x i hope you are all excited about this we are very very excited about this it's gonna be fun see you in a minute film fans i am so fucked in the year 2455 on a routine training mission a team of students is about to discover a life form frozen in time they're on their way back. Prepare for docking and power up the lab. You brought him on board? Everything's under control, man. What the hell is going on? Jason Voorhees, that's what's going on. He's an unstoppable killing machine. Guys, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. How do we get off the ship? I don't know. Look, we're gonna be all right. What? Are you high? Uh oh. I think we're finally okay. What the hell is that? You've got to be kidding me. Oh, wow. He's been modified. Oh, you think? You guys might want to run.
I don't think he's out there. Why don't you just stick your head out and have a peek? Yeah, and we're back. And we're Guys, back. Guys, <laughs> we are talking about Jason yes. X. This is Jason Voorhees times 10. That is the X. X equals 10. Jason Voorhees. This is the 10th, 10th film, film of Jason mm. Voorhees. We Woo. are about to go 2v2. Okay, so normal, normally, we when we, yeah, normally when we do this, we, uh, we pretty much just take everyone's opinion at face value. But in this case, we thought we'd divide everyone up into teams. So we're going to have an affirmative yeah. team and a negative team. And I'm going to sit in the middle and moderate. Where was so, this on Grease 2, you motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Ryan? why do we do this really quick? Let's do it. Let's, let's go around. Guys, let's go around the horn. Let's talk about what have you guys been drinking? Uh, let's start with Marcus. What have you been drinking? I have been drinking... Le F I, I'm probably going to butcher it because I've the a lot of these in. Uh, Le Fay Blondes. They are yeah. delicious. Nice. They are pale ales. Ooh. And they are 6.6%. Oh, nice. That's cute. John? I'm drinking the Voodoo Rangers Imperial IPA. Those are 9% double IPAs. Get at me. I'm fucking wasted. You guys are going to have some fun. Ryan? <laughs> uh, I'm drinking the Green Label. I, I, I Actually, I think that might be just Green Label. Uh, it's it's 4.5%, but uh, they are, that's the, the beer in Japan that I've enjoyed. I mean, it's the perfect drink for 10 in the morning. Yes, yeah, it's really strong at 10 too. in the morning. <laughs> Dave, what are you drinking? So uh, I'm drinking 6 point Mind Control. Uh, it is an 8.9% uh, oh, alcohol. God. Pussy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pussy. <laughs> I will say. I know. I, I, bought it, I bought it down from nine. Oh, damn. I'm drinking methylated spirits. I 100%. Dave is a brilliant editor and engineer. 100%. My favorite Dave is when we do this podcast and he has to edit this after he's been drinking 9% beers. And the next day we listen and we have like... We oh, have like great. intros, things that are things yeah. that were not a like part the, of our the podcast. Pre -show countdown. Like, like, Dave, yeah. <laughs> the pre-show countdown. The pre-show countdown. It's like Dave, and he's like, "Oh, right, 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 right." Because I, I, he was like, "I was on my six nine percent beer when I started editing this." Um, I, I'm on my fourth different kinds of beer. Um, I had a Lagunitas, which is six percent. I'm in Cape Cod, so I had a Harpoon, which is a Boston beer, oh, at six percent. And now I have Narragansett and Fat Tire, which are five percent. Double so fisting. I'm, I'm, I'm easing off. Jesus, I mean, you are using it. Okay. His girlfriend is so, in the house. So we are in. And Chloe's in the house. We are in. Was yeah. it really that bad? So uh, in the. We are in. Uh, was it really that bad? In the interest mm. of that, I'm going to reshuffle everyone. Uh, because basically, we I, I love everyone. this movie. I, I am in the affirmative. I want yeah. to be in the affirmative. So basically, I do too. I do too. Well, no, it's sorry, but John and Ryan are in the affirmative. Uh, John and Ryan, this is the best movie ever. So normally, normally we buzz everyone for negative comments, but in this case, uh, for this live show, the rules have changed. John and Ryan, if you say anything negative about a film, this film, you'll be buzzed. Jeff and Marcus, if you say anything positive about this film, you'll be buzzed. I'm so drunk. Uh, Wait, oh, I'm gonna go grab a second beer because I'm, I'm gonna fucking. Move it. I got my second beer. I I. This this film, I'm just gonna. You can buzz me right off the top. Sure, there you go. This, fil this film is one of the most fun fucking film experiences I've had in a really really long time. <laughs> yes. Well, let me get let, let me get the pitch first. So while right while um Marcus is back already. First things first. This has a 4.4 on IMDb. <laughs> That's right. Jason Wrong. X here has a 4.4 on IMDb <laughs> as voted on by 
your peers. If you wanted to know what the Rotten Tomatoes score is, the Rotten Tomatoes score is not Jason Mraz. Why is Jason Mraz coming up? Jason X, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes score is Dude, 20. Dude, search history. This has a, tw- this has a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. The Ooh. pitch, Jason Voorhees returns with a new look, a new machete, <laughs> and his same murderous attitude as he is awakened on a spaceship in the 25th century i was trying to figure out how to place this is this it's like the fifth element meets the time machine i don't even know Kinda, they did I mean, not try to age these characters at all okay just it before we get started i just like want to bring you into the like what what we've gone through here we've gone through friday the 13th friday the 13th part two yeah. friday the 13th part three friday the 13th the final chapter <laughs> that's right then we go into friday the 13th a new beginning or friday the 13th give us more money uh, and then we go into Friday the 13th, part six, Jason That's lives fun. Friday mm-hmm. the 13th, part seven, the new blood Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan Friday. The th- and they couldn't call it Friday the 13th because of licensing. So they call it Jason goes to hell the final Friday. This is the second ending in this, uh, in this, in this franchise. They still have Fridays. They then, they then come back with Jason X, then Freddy versus Jason which technically happens before Jason X and then Friday yeah. the 13th, the reboot. And I have to say, yeah. what a loop, what a loophole because you knew Freddy vs. Jason was happening. So let's yeah. set this in, in the future just so it doesn't mess with the timeline. But just because we know like, Freddy vs. Yeah. Jason is in development hell. So yeah. 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 Also, this movie has an awesome cameo by famous director and horror film expert David Cronenberg who directed The Dead Zone which John mentioned at the beginning of this movie David Cronenberg directed The Dead Zone Buzz David Cronenberg for being the fucking man I'll buzz us all I'm going to tell you what's funny (laughs) about this movie and this is why I'm glad that we chose this because we were between this and something else I looked up the director, cinematographer, writer, art director, costume director on all why? of their IMDb's. <laughs> on all of their IMDb's, Jason X was the first thing mentioned. It was their <laughs> highlight of their career. <laughs> on right, everybody. Let's get into now, it to right fair, now. Go ahead. No, Sorry, because I I, I I secretly love this movie, but I I have to pretend to hate this movie. Okay. So the last thing I'll say is it starts Kane Hodder, who for all of our four... Marcus, do you want to talk about Kane Hodder? Because I wrote down a shit ton of facts about Kane Hodder. He um, is good friends with Rob Zombie and Kurt Hammett of Metallica. He has uh, Kill and Exclamation Point on his under lip here. Um, He's been Jason a million times. He's also Victor Crowley. It's in his his rider that he won't harm an animal, but he has killed a thousand humans on screen. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Anything, anything else, anything else that you want to say about Kane Hodder I mean, before we get into this? I mean, Kane Hodder at cons used to be able to. I don't know if he's still able to, but but when you get a photo with Kane, he would actually choke you, and he would choke you for fucking real, man. <laughs> How many photos do you have of Kane choking you, Marcus? <laughs> I have. Okay, so I have a few, but the worst one, uh, the funniest <laughs> yeah. one, from yes. my friend, he, he has is so many. His name, his nickname, is officially the chicken. Yeah, so yeah. hand around my neck. And literally start choking me, and my friend's like, "I don't know how to work your camera." I'm like, 
hit the button. He's working soon. <laughs> you hit the button. It was like one of those pushing click ones. Down and he's fucking with it. And Kane's just like tightening. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, fuck, I do it. And then finally, and I'm blue in the fucking picture because Kane almost made me pass out. Okay, I just need to All stop right. you for a second. We've heard a comment pop up here. Um, who was drinking Narragansett? That was me. Okay, you have to go to your room. Go to your room, Dave. It's the yeah. beer they drink in Jaws. Get out of here. They drink Narragansett in Jaws. You, you Is it drink. strong? You have to drink. No. We passed you. God, Jaws. Just, Jaws. Just, go to your room. I'm drinking women. fat tire right now. Anyway, we have to talk about Jason X, okay? So Jason yeah. in space. All right, let's it, begin. Let's begin. This is the Citizen Kane of horror movies for several reasons. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. Go Thank on. You. Great team. Great team member. Thank you. What horror movies were missing until Jason X was a shitty sci-fi television show tone. <laughs> the tone of this film. The tone of this film tells you that you're going to laugh and that's okay. That everything's going to be lit brightly and that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. And that Jason is something that you should root for, not be afraid of. That's basically what I took away from this. When the ants, when the ants replace him with metal body parts by the end of this movie, and he turns into the super shredder of Jason's, I realized this was the movie I have been waiting for this entire week. I watched two notorious, infamous horror movies, and little did I know, that a team of under 25 PhDs in 2455. They're very attractive PhD candidates, by these, the way. These yes, are the they hottest. Are. This, is a, group, this hot. is a group yeah. of scientists on a space expedition. The scientists can be hot. Like That's a thing. Old. Yeah, fancy. They're boning they're over like cadavers. I mean, not 12. They're, they're all like 24 years old, too. And like, the I mean, they are so comes charlton heston midway through the film there's so no young. reasoning where Wait, are the i have a, qu- there, I have a question no for my, my west my, my my people from um i'll call it the 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 far far the far far southeast i'll say so dave and ryan <laughs> did weta did weta did weta digital do these visual effects <laughs> yeah because this came out in 2001 so it's right around um the first lord of the rings i was just wondering did they outsource to weta you drink I, that I, I, I'm pretty sure they were busy, and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just buzzing everyone. <laughs> All right, so wait, let's fill everybody in. So Jason and David Cronenberg, director of The Fly and The Dead Zone and Eastern Promises and whatever. David Cronenberg um, is a doctor, and he's trying to preserve um, Jason and others into a cryogenic freezing. By the way, this film is a great endorsement for cryogenic freezing because it clearly works. The weird thing is in the future when they're surprised that it worked. That's the weird thing for me. But I'm on the negative side, so you can't buzz me for that. No, I they're literally like, oh my god, it. They're like, oh my god, it worked. And it's like, I hope it, it's worked. Obviously, it's worked. Anyway, so they're trying to freeze Jason and some other people. They're, they're trying to do some experiments. Maybe they think it's going to be profitable, and obviously it goes wrong. But then Jason and this very attractive, very attractive woman, um, they both get frozen and discovered 450 years later, get brought back, et cetera, et cetera. As you can imagine, the first thing she says when she's brought back to life, surprised that nobody is, where is he? Because for 450 years in a coma, the first thing she thinks when she wakes up is not where am I, it's where is he? Jason. So anyway, we wake up on this spaceship and then it literally becomes, it, it, it actually almost feels more like the cube 
Did you ever see that movie, The Cube? Oh, oh yeah, we've Austin seen the Rubik's Cube. Type room. Yeah. It's part of my list. Yeah. Underrated movie ever. So yeah, it, they have it has this feeling. There's like nine people stuck on this cube. Half of them are trying to bone while there's a serial killer rooting around. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, basically they want to turn Jeff, it into you go a zoo. Fast. It's so beautiful though. Where it's where so where Jason? He's a, a a notorious killer that everybody knows because he's killed two hundred people. They want to make money off of him, so that is why they're trying to keep him alive. Which is funny because he can't die. So there's your conundrum. Um, and even though I love this movie, this movie's shit. <laughs> you said yeah. you love that movie. Yeah, I didn't feel anything negative about that. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so, so in 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 light of the affirmative, um, Jim Isaac is the director of it. He was a creature effects guy who, uh, the being in space, it ties it to. He worked on Return of the Jedi. Um, so this is oh. really well well connected. Todd Farmer was also the writer of the the brilliant uh, Nick Cage vehicle uh, Drive Angry. Um, yeah, so, and he kind of based this on aliens. So this this couldn't yeah, not they work. totally this was... based this on aliens. Like, this yeah. is also the first time digital effects were used in in cooperation with the gore effects. Mm, yeah, really? in <laughs> was it? It was. Do it. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? Going. Yeah. I was trying to build. I was trying to build my case there, but yeah. Go. Um, go. Yeah. Hold on. So, we're building uh, a legitimate case here. <laughs> yeah. About the the legitimacy. <laughs> Jim Isaacs worked on Return of the Jedi, guys. This, so this is brilliant. This is totally that is brilliant. genius. How did you um, find that fact? That's good for our case. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I went back. Um, so uh, I'm sensing an affection here. So. There's so so much affection. This they they basically said we need to tie over this series until Freddy vs Jason because that's going to happen, but it's in development hell. So what do we do? Let's go really really out there. Let's do exactly the opposite of what has really made this series. And guys, statistically, this is the yeah. uh, the the most profitable uh, Friday Thirteenth. It is thing, yeah uh, in the series. So they they tied it to things like uh, the Grendel is the name of the the ship, which is the beast from Beowulf. No reason, yep. but guys, like when you were quoting things like no Beowulf, reason, <laughs> no reason. <laughs> <laughs> nothing about this is anything to do with Beowulf. Nothing yeah. so about when you were so, quoting. Grendel. I mean, Jason could be technically Brian Grendel. Drink. I mean, come on. Do you know the Odyssey was once a book? Like <laughs> when you were quoting Beowulf, keep going, right? That's okay. So uh, yeah, to do, uh, but also because it's almost election time, uh, we have to talk about unemployment and jobs. Uh, this game, well Ryan, drink. That's why this movie was made. No, hold on, wait. This is a political movie. If you, if you, if you go and watch the making of this film, everyone who is involved in this film felt like they it's were now making unemployed. Fucking, is <laughs> never worked again. <laughs> this was the highlight of their career. IMDb it really says was. this is it. Also, this, this, this movie was the feeder uh, movie for the cast of Mutant X. Andromeda and Stargate Atlantis. Yes. So it really, uh, oh. yeah, it really trained up some quality actors to really facilitate some of the best TV shows of the uh, first ten the years of our world of the two thousands. Sorry, I'm, I'm laughing at myself. Oh, <laughs> Don't laugh. Keep going. Also, uh, in more recent times, this film has really just uh, uh, inspired some incredible works like uh, Bloodshot. The, the nano uh, tech uh, ants, even though the comic probably existed well before, uh, the nano tech <laughs> ants uh, re regenerating and upgrading uh, a hero is, you've seen it in Bloodshot. Uh, in, in pop culture, the Star Lord costumes uh, were, uh, in, in Guardians of the Galaxy, were directly inspired by the, the field trip students uh, who come back to Earth 400 years later and discover a base that wasn't destroyed in what. <laughs> 
whatever uh, <laughs> world-ending event that happens. Okay, did um, you do a whole dissertation on this? What the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right Jesus now. Christ! Dave said that this needed to be a fucking debate about the affirmative of this film. So I, I, I yeah, he's come my out partner, swinging. My he's partner is swinging. killing it. Yeah, my my, my last it. point here is. Uh, uh, the uh, nephew or son of Sean Cunningham, who is one of the godfathers of mm -hmm. uh, lots of these films, um, uh, you'll you'll notice his name on one of the pieces of space debris. But let's take a step back. Space debris. They they showed how much shit we leave in the yeah. just the the the. the in a rim it's something we need to talk about it's, yeah. a it's just not a waste management movie this is not a waste management movie. movie get the fuck out of here gravity. the guy gravity, gravity would not be the doctor in this movie's name is dieter this movie takes place 450 future the name dieter should have been retired they didn't know how to age this movie his name is dieter that name is Holy done shit. don't talk to me about space debris Get out oh, of here. Come on. And obviously, obviously they were more progressive with their sexual education because there is a softcore porn in the middle of this movie. Yeah. It is. <laughs> wait, wait, the VR one or the real one? Uh, pick, take your pick. Because the well, VR one. Would you want to smoke some pot or have some premarital, premarital sex? sex? Okay, that was VR. funny. That was them taking a shot. That was them taking a shot at everything that. Sorry. The horror movies it's set up beforehand, so yeah. I do, I do want to point out, uh, and a, a literal affirmative to this is, it has two of the best kills uh, in in the Jason series. Ever. The first one, yes. it has about Thank six you. of the best kills. Face yeah. right, so I think Ryan. Mm. Marcus, you need agree. a drink for supporting that statement. Uh, of course, I'm gonna. Uh, I think Ryan and I will agree. <laughs> the, the first kill where he pushes her head into what is probably nitro. You know, it's something, a freezy thing. That's yeah, it's something freezy. Freezy thing. And then smashes yeah. her fucking head. That was fucking awesome, dude. That was a Brilliant. sweet first kill. Or he takes not the first kill. Head. Okay, John, I gotta, I gotta buzz you there because that's actually been disproved by MythBusters. Uh, that is Has not it? actually physically possible. But I did it to not a banana yet. in biology class. <laughs> yeah, this is twenty four fifty five. Yeah, you can do anything in those. And also, I also just love because the kill they don't know thrown on the drill and he starts spinning around. And pulls oh, the fucking I'm so glad you wanted that, Marcus. You said something positive. You are buzzed. Screwed. <laughs> He's screwed. The foreshadowing of that drill is brilliant. If I you go back and watch it movie. now, because there's no reason notes. for that drill, but they show it's, in one scene. just sitting there. It's There's a guy there. angle grinding on the drill just to be like, yeah, yeah, this this has purpose, and and we're gonna use this later. So uh, yeah, I'm just gonna oh, also. What about the stoner also, character? I wrote that does that. That just like that's real. Yeah, he, he, he gets yeah. his arm cut off only to show that they can regenerate things, and yeah. then sets up the whole hologram room only to be killed off for no other fucking reason but to be there for that. So debate I think one. They date. also. I think everybody <laughs> loves this film. <laughs> They I also fucking love wait. This they, film. this is the they also. This is how they. <laughs> but they but they set up the screw kill. So basically, someone falls on top of a, a screw, um, and then the body goes down like it kind of goes like this. So the body, literally, of the corpse. So it's 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 like, you know, the 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 beam is coming out like here through the stomach, and then the person like literally corkscrews down. The actual setup is, you scream like a girl. Screw you. You wish. To which I wrote the note, I guess humor hasn't evolved very much in 450 years. But <laughs> little did I know, when they set this up, they were really just using cheap 1980s horror film tropes to set up later what happened to whatever his name was. 
he's screwed. Because not only is he dead, but he went screwed down. I think that was cheap. I love the movie, but I actually pushed back on that particular yeah, point. Yeah, drink. You can't love this movie. Wait, wait yep. I'm negative, though. No, I'm negative. Oh, yeah, I said you I love said you love the movie. You said yeah. you love this movie. One of my favorite lines is when that guy... The head of their defense department is ripped. That guy, that guy is Brodsky in good shape. Is, yeah. is He's badass. done a few push-ups, and they wanted you to know it. They wanted you to know that everyone in the future is really hot and really in shape. Really they hot. said, yeah. this guy is really strong. The doctor says, this guy's really strong. And then you see the ants working on him. The ants clear off, and there's an over-the-top shot of this guy's body, which is just cut and chiseled, absolutely cut to pieces. When this man dies, he says one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. He doesn't die. He gets stabbed. It's going to take more than a poke in the ribs to put this dog down. And then oh, Jason stabs boom. him again. Oh, he says, that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> John loves this that's, movie. That's not even my favorite kill. Wait. It's, uh, my, wait. My, my favorite kill is wait. the, uh, the sucked into space through a grate. And sadly, they did. They don't show it. When he punches the hole in the in the ship, and she gets sucked into space yep. through the grate, and they just kind of show That's the remains cool. kind of hanging there. It was like, come on, guys, you could just go for the R rating. Just just show it. Just show it. Just what show about it. the pilots? What about the pilot that they decided to not? Out of him, no, it looks like yeah. Jason just like skinned the guy alive. Wait, how was he like, on that ship fuck? though? How did that? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, 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 they got like, Randy like, Quaid from Independence Day to pilot this. <laughs> Dude, that is. That actually, Are you sure? What's Look, his name? Okay, okay, exactly all right. What it is, let's though. let's go. Let's exactly yeah. Let's go for the is. negative, Marcus. What what did you hate about this film? Yeah, get in here because I know you love this film. You're gonna get wasted oh, right now. What do you hate about Marcus. this film, Marcus? Why does this film suck so much? Oh, dude? you guys are. Fucking Tell us evil. why you hate it so much. <laughs> I you hate it so like good. Film? You hate it um, so good. You know it's. Look, Jason X is a part fucking 10. It's a fucking part 10. And not only is it a part 10, it's a part 10 in space. It's like they went from fucking Manhattan (laughs) to shape-shifting to fucking space. And for a space film, it's not – it could have been 10 times worse. It could have been Leprechaun 4. But it's not. It's Jason X. And, like, let's be real. This film – from the score, from the opening shot, from like 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 the military man being like, rum, 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 we're taking Jason. Why? We're gonna take a military orders. You don't need to know. Blah 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 blah. And it's like, and then like she's like 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 dainty and like not doing anything and can't even tack him and like tricks him. And midway through the fucking film, she all of a sudden she like turns into like Sigourney Weaver with a shotgun and plasma rifle. And it's just like, wait, when the fuck did you become a badass? Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, the, the ninja robot is when they lost me. Pretty to be oh, honest. Come yeah. on, the ninja oh, come robot on! Awesome. You were just waiting. Buzz yourself. Wait, oh, yeah. Buzz Wait, yourself. I have something. Because that's what's so awesome about this movie. You're waiting for the robot to kick ass, and she does it. Jeff, what do you hate about this movie? Yeah, I'll tell you. Well, first things first about the robot. This. That robot. Hold on, hold on. There's a very, very attractive female robot. Here's what I'm saying. The robot explains to a guy. Now, this is important now. Here we are in November, almost November 1st, 2020. Also, we fall back, so don't you try to go to bed early, film fans. We're about to fall back. No. I'm just going to stop you for a second. David Knight makes some really obscure. Like posts here, like uh, we've we've got liquid nitrogen and sorry, Mr. President. 
I'm not sure what Dave, happened there. Dave, David, Dave, we, we need some more information. Uncle Dave, can <laughs> we just... add you? Can we add you to? We we've been talking about what we've been drinking. Do you mind going ahead and just pumping into the, the chat there? <laughs> yeah, what have you I, been drinking? Well, we, we get the liquid <laughs> nitrogen, but what is the? I'm sorry, Mr. President. Oh, liquid, yeah, ni- liquid nitrogen was the. Sorry, right. Mr. President. I guess we made some anti-Trump comments. I, I don't know. It, it's very possible. John's a poll worker. It doesn't matter. Here we go, <laughs> guys. <laughs> The robot, here we are in a pandemic. The robot convinces a guy, I call him cocky guy because I don't remember his name and he got really cocky when he walks into Jason and goes, hey, Jason, oh my God, it's so crazy seeing you. And then she comes, like, I I, I have a feeling the military didn't train him. But anyway, um, she didn't come. He, he, the robot convinces him, or he convinces the robot that making out increases their odds of survival. Now, if anybody here can explain to me how making out increases your odds of survival in space, sign me up for space. Actually, well, then, no, that's, that's been proven. Great. Sorry, it's that's, an advert. that's been it's proven an advert in for... ser- that's been proven in Serenity. Uh, that was that was yeah. precedent was set in Serenity later, where uh, she was like, "Oh, you you mean to say?" And he's like, "I mean to say." And she's like, "Screw this, I'm gonna live." So yeah, it yeah. does increase your chances. Of Did survival. you just say nice. it was proven later? Yes. yes. No, he said it's proven yes. in Serenity. Yeah. And I'm going to take that because that is a positive about this film. This is a comment on artificial intelligence. That is a sci-fi trope that they owned. She became more alive when she was shown love, Jeff. Oh, yeah? yeah. When her body got taken off? When when her body was taken off and it was just the head and the guy was carrying it around? What do you think he was thinking about? Oh, yeah, you're you're boss, Jeff. (laughs) This movie, guys. Why did you save her head? It tells you. Because she is more than her body, Jeff. She yeah. is. She is her brain. She yeah, is the thoughts I can't, and emotions. I can't, I, can't, I can't. But bang your androids, guys, because the probability of living goes up like fifty percent. Half the people watching are family she... members. That's what I, I learned. You should fuck every robot you can. Every guys, robot. half the people watching are my family. We can't, we can't do this. Oh, if I just Phoenix, love the John go boss. At the beginning, when he's like, they, they like make a joke about him them fucking her, and he's literally just like, and like it cuts to him, and he's like, she's like, hmm, and like her tits are out. And then all of a sudden, the fake nips just fall off, and you're like, "Oh, oh. he's trying to put fake nips on there." And it's she goes, "No, I wanted them to be real." And he's like, "I like you the way you are." It's like what a way, what a way, what a brilliant way of heightening the realism of the struggles of artificial intelligence. Thank you for being <laughs> shut up, John. Also, no, John, don't, John, you know you watched this for free on USA. You know that scene was cut out. You know you didn't see the nipple falling. I totally I paid. I paid two ninety nine to watch this yes. movie on streaming. I also did. I he also missed an opportunity. Like if he's using metal I didn't see nipples, the scene. Did you not? You didn't see the it's, scene? it's the best scene in the world. Jeff, he used metal. The entire, there's a porn. There is a softcore porn segue about thirty five minutes into this movie where every member of the crew starts fucking. Yeah, it's weird. That's dude. fair. That's fair. Everybody listening a is a, a family they member. Pretty of much behave like they're at a campground at Crystal Lake. You've got to trigger Jason somehow. That's it. Oh <laughs> my yeah, we god, got, we got to give Guys, it up when he when he's Uncle Dave said, "Sorry, beds. Mr. President," is a line it's from really... Independence Day, which is spoken. Yes. I oh god, how did we possibly miss that? That, that was guy, because we saw buzz, the sequel Dave, and it ruined buzz it. all of us for night. <laughs> we totally yeah, everybody fucking drink. <laughs> whoa, whoa, oh. I just want to go back to banging your androids because Therese brought it up. Um, what? If, if what did Therese say? Joaquin Phoenix had a had a had a have banged his lightning port in um, her, it could have been a whole. His lightning port. I got Ryan drink. <laughs> <laughs> 
already, you got the Thunderbolt connection. Say, he already had Thunderbolt the, to USB. He already had the, yeah, he already had it was that, almost in real time. He already had the beardy's mouth when I hit that buzzer. <laughs> oh all right. my god. If anybody's listening right now, they don't understand what this movie is about at all. It they doesn't have no matter. idea. No one does. It doesn't it's matter in, because Jason is Does the movie have a plot? Does it really need to have a plot? Like it's Jason fucking X. It's part 10 in space. And yeah, alien, it's Jason in space. It. That's it's, all you need to it's know. Like the, the, it's like the expanse with a machete. Yeah. If anyone Smoke goes a joint and film, go in and watch this movie. Yeah. If oh, anyone goes into this film expecting to be A, scared, B, like, you know, like, see something serious, or C, just not see something goofy, fun, and entertaining with awesome <laughs> kills, I don't know what the fuck you were thinking. Like, like That sounds pretty positive. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking to All about that. the kills. Can we, See, can I was we trying to reverse it. I was trying to reverse it. Wait, aren't you, you on you my team? Though. Wait, who's on you my team? You can't do that. Can, can we I talk about <laughs> Arnold Schwarzer Voorhees or Jason Voorhees for a second here? The Super Shredder? This this was Uber like... Jason. Oh, Uber Jason. The, the, the nano ants just do a number on him and... If you see Kane Hodder in the makeup without the the mask on, he looks like he's got cornrows, but cornrows out of skin. It's yeah. brilliant. It's, yeah, yeah, it's the most amazing thing ever. It's fucking awesome. I also love that before when he was regular Jason, she had to cut the mask off. Yeah, I really <laughs> love yeah. that yeah. detail. Okay, my my, my, it's my not, that's okay. The, the question I'll pose to you. The question I'll pose to you at this point, like everybody goes off and they're all having like sex all over the ship and that's when Jason wakes up and at the point that the one of the women reaches a climax Jason sits up straight I'm like is yeah. is his resurrection powered by orgasms I think I mean honestly that that was what the, that's what's so funny about this movie is that it was so self-aware yeah that all those things we were trying I was I I had a it's serious so question for Marcus early in this podcast about what? is that one of the tropes of horror movies like sex and sexploitation and stuff and this movie knew exactly what the fuck it was doing yeah we were waiting for these people to for no reason at all depart to their private quarters and start fucking the shit out of each other so that jason would be conjured we mm. knew he was dead until people started fucking and then the climax is with that scene where those girls are at crystal <laughs> lake in the hologram oh. And they're just being ridiculous and naked, and it cuts back to him, and he's beating them to death in sleeping bags. Why is he beating them to death in sleeping? <laughs> that it's is a awesome. throwback to part seven. It's a throwback to part seven, yeah. Which I mean, is one of the best kills in the series. Seven, so. Yeah. God, that is so good. He it's, was yeah. using one dummy in a sleeping bag and hitting another dummy in a sleeping bag. Also, that so was honestly, in VR. Yeah, that, they weren't even Fuck real VR, in the first place. Man, that VR was fucking. Great. So honestly, I've got. I gotta be honest. With you, if, I, if I'm being real, <laughs> Marcus, with you guys, let's see you. <laughs> I think Ryan and I are Ryan and I are crushing this debate. Yes. Anything, anything Fuck. negative Hold to on. say about this movie? I mean, yeah. Come on, no, I, I think the negative is losing at this point. Okay. So let me just bring up one thing. Everyone loves this movie. The ending is funny. <laughs> The ending is really funny. Like funny. they they crash out. He's they're coming hitting, after they're, us. They're crapping. They're like cramming it down <laughs> through the atmosphere. Like there's foul fire going everywhere. The, these people stand up at the lake and they go, "Look at that, a shooting star." And my first thought is, "Oh yeah, they're dead. They're dead." No, I mean, and then twelve the years later, saga. twelve years later, Sandra Bullock steals your fucking ending. It's like stop losing gravity. Stop, yeah, stop, gravity, stop gravity, leaving yeah. your gravity. fucking house, Sandra. Oh, I never saw gravity. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, this yeah. is now it's over, dude. You just can't see it now. Yeah, I also love. Started... Too late. 
Yeah, because no, wait, San- space yeah, because no, San- Sandra Bullock immediately lands, gets out of a spacecraft, and comes and cuts up some fucking campers. Yeah, great. Yeah, space cut ending okay. of gravity. We'd we'd Jeff, we'd Jeff. Bring- Space movie trope, though. Space movie trope when they're just like, what do we do? How do we get out of the situation? Blow up the bridge. Done. And that's it. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Apollo 13 spent 30 minutes trying to build a fucking cardboard fort. And here we are. It's like, how do we get out of this? Blow up the bridge. Boom. Done. Baby, we got ourselves an exit plan. Come on. <laughs> also, put an assistant in there. Why is there one person bringing somebody back to life with her back turned? Just give it because a, the other two get somebody else in there. Fuck. Marcus, you're buzzed. Oh, what? That was a positive. Let's make fun of. Ah, fuck it. This movie is brilliant. This movie is this movie is brilliant because it follows it, it, it ups the ante for the original Roger Corman rule that anyone can die. Was, was that Roger Corman? I'm misquoting. That you. was Whatever. Roger Corman. All right. So if anyone can die, then everyone can, can die. Then anything can happen. When, when that bridge explodes and they finally blow the ship and Brodsky is on the ship with Jason when it explodes into a tumult of fire, <laughs> Jason spits at the camera. He is coming right toward the ship and Brodsky comes from the right at a 90 degree angle, which means he got in front of him. That's why it's called a broadside. Use his jet propulsion system. (laughs) (laughs) Anything can happen. Every single trope you are looking for in a horror movie exists in this horror movie. If you want to laugh and have fun and joke about the horror movie and be drunk and get high and have just like too much fun watching something really stupid but also brilliant because it's so stupid. I'm glad glad you brought it up. On a a scale of 1 to 10, how baked should you be to to see this film? Guys, I live in Japan. It's not even possible to get baked and watch something. <laughs> you should not get baked and watch this film. It's brilliant. Okay. The only negative right. I have... I watched it in the like, morning. Final, I watched it during scene. daylight. I watched it about an hour before. This well, is how like you woke up. Before you coming, just watched uh, this. Before. Yeah, I just, I just rewatched it. I can't even fucking say it. Whatever. You know what I mean. Kurt Hodder has his own oh. paranormal Hollywood ghost hunters Kane show. Hodder. Come on. That is Kane Hodder. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Hodder works at Walmart. What are you going to say? Jeff, you're it. <laughs> Ryan, I was going to say, say, drink your uh, whatever you're drinking out directed... now and dance it. It's funny. It's a good segue. Kurt Hodder directed the last scene. Um, <laughs> Kurt Hodder. No, 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 no. I'm just going with it. Um, okay. Ryan, the, the yeah, sorry. <laughs> the sight lines in the final scene. Fuck you. <laughs> they're like. It they're, hasn't been a show until like, someone's told me to get fucked. Star. <laughs> the, the shooting star going down here they're looking up here and then he lands in the lake and they're like he landed in the lake he clearly landed like in a halfway around the world dude halfway around the world there's no splash there's no ripple that's, in the lake that's both of you that's a negative that's brilliant oh my god cheers to that oh, fuck, cheers man. to that thank you sir we, we crushed crystal this. lake is everywhere that's brilliant crystal lake is every lake Dave. Yeah, Crystal Lake that was research facility as well is a brilliant idea. Guys, we got to wrap <laughs> it up. Ask, final arguments, final arguments, anybody, or final questions. Well, I, I have a question. Sorry. Did anybody? Was anybody super confused but su- super impressed? Uh, like I was of the opening credits. It's like someone made the opening. I credits. wrote that. I didn't like the opening titles, girl. Oh, see, I thought I thought it was just incredible, uh, but I was like, what does this have to do with this film? Why are there doctors? Who are they working on? It, it, does, is this Jason? <laughs> like. The, the they spent their effects budget on the opening credits. Yeah, I didn't realize she was frozen. I, I was like, Ryan, that's here. here. 
I'm not gonna lie. It kind of threw me back. It, it made me think about like Nightmare and these other films yeah. that we've been watching. Like, cause you know most mm. movies don't show credits in before the movie starts anymore, especially in the 2000s. Yeah. This was made yeah. in the 2000s, so I thought that they were, they were, they were telling us how to watch this movie. Yeah, and this for which real does not. Like, this is gonna be one of those. It doesn't end. It doesn't end up where it started. Like the entire opening is a fucking misdirect. Almost. Oh yeah, no. I no, mean, no. Dave, the lighting, the lighting in that laboratory where he's hanging. I'm gonna yeah. drink. My God, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> the, the lighting. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Or how about the costume design of the guy that's like a, a 20th century pirate? You know what I mean? The guy that is like wearing a bandana, and he's like, in one scene, they cut to him, and he's just holding a head, and he puts it aside, and they don't explain it at all. He's just holding a head, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's have, like, you know what he is. Anything. You know Newman from you know Newman's in Jurassic Park like Newman like what's the password what's the password he's that guy for this and for some reason he's holding a head as if he's gonna like put a, a computer virus in this man's dead head anyway um, Ryan Dave Knight has said Japanese have started making some very good whiskeys do you have any shout outs for a Japanese whiskey you want to close this fucking movie with <laughs> sure yeah 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 I mean. It's super cheap over here. Suntory is like a, really? a national whiskey brand, and it's yeah. I don't drink it, so I, I'm just going. Is it like our? Is it like our fucking Jack Daniels? Is it like our cheap like cheap whiskey over there? Is it like your Foster's beer in Australia? Foster's. <laughs> okay, that's for mentioning Foster's. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. It's no, that's what I'm saying. It's like a cheap beer in Australia, right? It's, it's not, not even a beer. You say what's wrong with Foster's? Is, is that what Suntory no. whiskey is like in Japan? No, Suntory yes. whiskey is is everywhere. Suntory is everywhere. <laughs> forget forget what is whiskey. That for? What is that for? What is that for? No, that what was for Marcus. That was for Marcus. <laughs> See, if you ever come to Japan, you got to get on the high, uh, the two highs, not high twos, two highs. That's that's like literally like this grape or they they do different flavors all through the year, but it's like this most it's the most delicious drink. It's like almost like soft drink, but it gets you smashed. Uh, and they just don't release it in any other country. The true highs are the shit. Nice. Whiskey, yeah. Mm. Everybody loves, uh, it's Japanese like a whiskey. hard soft drink. There's yeah. alcohol in it? It comes in like uh, cans like this, but they have the normal and the strong. The strong, I had like three strong How? Uh, true highs and I had like heart palpitations. How is, we don't have to uh, keep talking about Japanese How's whiskey, guys. Okay, How's yeah, Japan's? yeah. We're yeah, moving really podcasts. took a detour. So, so we if need you to, drink a lot of Japanese okay, we, whiskey, we need to hand this over to the B of yeah, if you ask them a the question, everybody else. I wonder how. What is it, Santori? I wonder how it tastes at eleven thirty in the morning. You alcoholic. Okay, so we, we, guys, we have to wrap this up. It's been a two and a half hour podcast. Our I'm our so fan, drunk. our friends, our fans. Even though it is fall back, we're falling back. We have to let everybody say good night. I, I we, feel like we've come down on the side week, of we do the... Uh, Jason X is a good movie. It's a yes, really. It good I mean, it's just. Ridiculously Watch brilliant. it in a group. I would highly recommend watching it with a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready to laugh. Smoke some weed. Sure. Drink some yeah. booze. And if you realize it is Enjoy. taking a piss on itself. If yeah. you're a director or a producer out there, you need to employ these actors. I know, like Lisa Doig was, was Talia Ghul <laughs> and Arrow. Help uh, she, these no, she's yeah. been. She's done. Like, she's a sci-fi staple, dude. She's been in everything. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, Amanda Br- uh, Bruegel is in um, Handmaid's Tale. She, yeah. And she's like a. She gets a throat slit, and no one really cares about her in this one. Well, I, I care. care. I care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I care. 
well, we, we have guys, we have to wrap it up. We our guest hosts, Marcus and Ryan, thank you so, so, so much for joining this us. Has been I great. hope we can reshare this. I hope next Halloween we can repost this so we can get some love. Any yeah, final words that you want to leave us with, Marcus? Anything else you want to say before you head out? Any um, horror movie final words, dude. This is horror it. movie final words. Um just because October is over does not mean you have to stop watching horror movies. Horror Very movies good. are a year-round event. Keep Especially watching. because they all come out in the first quarter. So if That's anybody right. likes exactly. horror movies... No, 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 no. Only the bad movie. ones come out in the first quarter. The, the, uh, we got to be careful Wait. with those, some of those ones. All right, Marcus, all right, what's your favorite horror movie of the last three years? Of the Trump presidency. No, I'm kidding. The last three oh, years. Oh, Jesus. Oh, the, the Trump me. presidency. Uh, the yeah. Trump presidency is our favorite horror movie. Besides <laughs> that, what, what, is your, what, what are your favorite horror movies recently? Drink, Jack. Like, uh, I would say Terrifier. Um, yeah. That's a great one. Um, I really dug The Hunt. Mm. The Hunt. Um, mm, that was good. I'm so drunk right now, I can't even fucking think of the names of films. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Mandy. Mandy. Yes. Mandy. Yes, Mandy. Mandy. Okay, Marcus, for, for forgetting Mandy. Yeah. Uh, wait, and I got one more. Mm. Mm. All right. BFW. Some say it's not a, a horror film. They kill a lot of motherfuckers in it. Great. <laughs> Ryan's speech is okay. not... A hundred percent English. It's not a hundred percent Ryan, same everything. Go ahead. The floor is oh, yours. God. We gotta we're wrapping it up. Oh. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Final thoughts. Oh fuck. Final me. thoughts is uh well, this has been a great like return to horror films. Cause I, I have to tell you, Dave and I spoke earlier this week. I I've lost my nerve when it comes to horror films. I used to love them and I grew up on them. And it's since I moved to Asia, because I lived in Singapore for like eight years and I live here now, um, there's a lot of paranormal um, understanding or, or, or things in everyday life here. So like I watched The Forest just before I moved to Tokyo. And like The Forest is about the, the forest at the base of Mount Fuji, which is like two hours down the road where everybody just goes to. Well, not yeah, <laughs> I know that film. A, a, yeah, Legitimately, people go there to commit suicide. It's like one of the most popular places. Holy it's, shit. It's extremely haunted. There's a sign to when you go into the forest saying, please don't go in here and kill yourself. It's just not not worth Holy it. Holy so shit. Living Fuck, in man. Japan has... And, and when I used to be going back in my early 20s, I, I got obsessed with like Japanese horror. So like Battle Royale, Suicide Club. Um, yep. Uh, Battle Royale. Yeah, man. Oh, killer. Um really fucked me up so living here has made me lose my nerve big time so recently <laughs> i uh dave and i were saying uh blind manor even though it ended up being super super mellow and and lovely um and and hill house the haunting of hill house fucked me yeah. up. i know they're not films but they fucked me up man i could not yeah. watch them uh and i on my list of, of films that i haven't seen i have literally tried to remove horror films from it because i i live alone out here and and, and i actually get scared but uh, I did watch Anna and the po the Apocalypse recently, which was everything for me. That I was love fun. My, that I love my musicals. I've, I love my zombie Yeah, I've stuff, seen half and, of that, and I want to see yeah. the rest of it because I the only yeah. reason I saw half it's I had to go to bed because I had an early call the next morning. But yeah, I well, need I, I need to see the rest of that. I did a week on Christmas horror, and I I love Black Christmas from back in the day. But a yeah. lot of my friends threw me some uh, some good love Christmas Black. horror stuff, so that was a solid week. <laughs> I can so, send yeah, you some awesome. stuff. I can send you some stuff too. Marcus, uh, you could, you could, you could. We are friends on Facebook now, so you can. You can hook me <laughs> I will send anything... you all some stuff. I will definitely send you some stuff. <laughs> right, anything fun planned today? 
Now, Ryan, now that you have a full day ahead of you, anything fun planned for today? Now that you're fully... <laughs> How about a nap? How yeah, I'm going to have some really, really intense business meetings. Uh, <laughs> the, solid, the solid thing is I have, I have three... There's a national... So we don't work Mondays at the moment, and we have a national holiday on Tuesday. So I've got three days up my sleeve. I've got three you more beers lucky left. bastard. <laughs> I've got three more beers yeah. left in, in the tank. And, uh, oh, my gosh. I'll, just let the, I'll, yeah. I'll let the day lead itself. Let, let's go with that. Kudos yeah. to you. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been I so much fun. Thank, right you, thank you, thank you, thank you again. <laughs> Next week on the podcast, so back on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., etc., we're talking about films from 1995, and we have chosen three films. I believe you've heard them all. Did we choose the ones that I think we we chose? Did we choose the ones that I said? <laughs> we never make notes. What the fuck? No, we're talking so about. Well. Well, yeah. We didn't really decide, but let's we're, go with. We're, those we're definitely go talking about seven. Uh, we're we're going to do seven. seven David Fincher's David yeah. Fincher's yes. seven. What's Again, Ron box? Howard's yeah. Apollo thirteen. What's in the box? Yeah, Apollo thirteen. I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Apollo Apollo thirteen. Apollo thirteen. And then in memoriam in memoriam of Joel Shoemaker. We're gonna do Batman Forever. We're gonna go is it there. Shoemaker. I think it's Schumacher. Schumacher. Oh, you guys are down in the scary. south. We say Shoemaker. So we're going we're populist. Yeah, we're, we're talking Apollo 13. You may have heard of it. Ron Howard. Very excited to re- talk about it again. Mm. Did Gary Sinise have the measles? I don't know. Or what, what was it? Whatever. <laughs> that <was>. um, <laughs> what? Seven. Batman and Robin, very excited. Is it Batman, Batman Forever? Robin, Batman, Batman Forever. forever. Batman, Batman Forever. We're very oh my excited. God, this Those is are amazing. two different levels of drunk. <laughs> Your eyes. Phil fans, thank you so much for joining us. Happy Halloween. Happy thank Halloween. you for spending your Halloween. Happy with Halloween. Us. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us, thank brother. You for Thanks for us. having us. We're out. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Drunk as shit, and it's amazing. Close the shit down, Dave.